0: It's coming down from the gallows, and I don't have very long. Yeah! If she gets up and moves it all, finally found me. They renegade, who had it made, they treat about more about me. Nevermore, you go astray. This will be the
1: end today of the war. Hello, welcome to episode 232 of the UK Stealers podcast. You're joined as always by me, Simon Wynne Stanley. I've got... A bunch of giraffe nicks here. Gavin Marshall, Ketz, Mark Hansen. How are you doing, gentlemen?
2: I'm all right. I'm I'm gonna try not to like be falling asleep by the end of the show. And <laughs> and and you're gonna promise me that you're not gonna sabotage my audio just to make sure that my sleeper doesn't go unnoticed when he's an MVP of the uh, senior bowl, right?
1: <laughs> I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. Uh I did not do anything to sabotage your audio. You might suggest that Ketz did.
2: Ketz? Are you I
3: did running no some electronic
1: thing. warfare missions here? Is that what's going on?
3: Uh, if I was, it'd be classified. But in this instance, no, I wasn't. Okay, good.
1: If listeners don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to the uh, Spencer Rattler element of last week's show, or don't, as the case may be. <laughs> it always sucks, did not it, when something it happens when you you've got like a nice little bit prepared. Yeah, I know. It's always it's always a way. It'll be on. It'll be on YouTube. You'll figure it out. It'll be. It'll sound good there. Yeah. If you actually if you want to go back,
2: don't go back. Wait. I'll release a Rattler video coming soon. <laughs>
1: um, Kets, you're back for the second week in a row. Well done. Your attendance record is improving. Thank you. I feel like I'd have been sent like to the back of class
3: with some kind of note home to my parents by now if it had been a long-term attendance check. But
1: uh, yeah, I do have a, a WhatsApp with Amy where I just regularly check in on on where you are okay, at all times. Good. good. Um, Mark, could I have one with Kathy, perhaps, or does she still think that I'm a little bitch?
4: Uh, well, I can't. I can neither confirm nor deny if uh, she thinks that. But um, yeah, d- please don't set up random WhatsApp groups with my with my girlfriend. Thank you. I can't <laughs> know, I anything.
1: Mark's attendance is absolutely spotless. That's true. He's yeah. front of the class. Teachers' pet. Yeah, he doesn't have the report card. That's the thing. He sets yeah, up the yeah, teachers' did... pens for him. Yeah.
4: <laughs> d- don't don't come to me in a couple of weeks. But uh, otherwise, yes, it has been. Uh, <clears throat>
1: Well, Sorry. it's good to be here with you all today to talk some draft stuff. We're going to get onto the running backs in a little bit. Housekeeping follow the show at UK pod slash. No, that's the wrong way around. You see, Kets was on to me before the show about balls, up the intro. And I've already started. Patreon.com slash UK Steelers podcast. Like our show producers did this month. The effing knacker Jason Bowdler, Rob Ferguson, the teenage mutant ninja Dave Hart, Glenn Jones, Matt Audley, Joel Spencer, Steve Williams, Ian Ferruja, Christian Robb, Thomas Fielding, Joe Pearson, Christopher Anderson, Philip Williams, Laura Casey, and the roguishly handsome Lee Matthews.
0: Thanks to those
4: wonderful producers.
1: Feels weird not being on that list
4: anymore. Got no, to
1: say. I'm, I'm sorry, Mac. Uh,
4: well, it's not your fault. It's clearly <laughs> mine. But yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh, yeah, thank you all for your support as we as we enter draft season and continue. This uh, much appreciated. Okay, before we begin, there's a few, th- there's things going on this week that, that seem, you know, a little bit too important to completely ignore before we get into draft stuff. And that is that I've bought a little treadmill.
2: What, for, for Peanut or for you? For, what's Peanut? Your hamster. It's called Nugget.
1: Nugget, all right. For Nugget or you? Damn for me, for me. K- okay. Ketz has hit the nail on the head, of course. I'm burying the real news behind something that I find interesting that I bought <laughs> There is new. Sorry, just because the the people will want to know, is it like an electronic treadmill or is it a
3: manual treadmill?
1: It's an electronic walking pad. Uh, It's like one of the treadmills that doesn't have like a side thing, so I guess it isn't called a treadmill, but it is a treadmill. It's just it's just flat, right? So you put it in front of the TV, you can have a little walk. It goes up to a jog, really. You're not going to be sprinting on it. How friendly are you with your downstairs neighbors? Friendly enough that I don't care what they think.
2: Hmm. You might do soon.
1: (laughs) See if if I care. Try it. Okay. (laughs) What I actually came here to announce was the latest member of the UK Steelers podcast family. Kets, take it away.
4: Red star.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That was a very big
2: build-up. I wasn't expecting you to to throw to me there in a big spot.
1: I know. I totally threw you under the bus because I wasn't comfortable with it.
2: What? Here's the thing. If you get the chance to give birth to a wonderful son with a beautiful wife, of course I'd... you would fucking take it.
1: <laughs> 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 well done, Gav. Well done. <laughs> yes, congratulations, uh, uh, Mike. You know, does anyone else struggle with sincerity? I can't. I can't make announcements like this. Yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't know what it is. I, I just can't do it. <laughs> I'm the exact same, Matt. We are very similar, me and you, Matt. I find. Mm.
2: Your shadow twins, mm. brother. Mm.
1: But again, I'm, I'm taking the attention away. What, what do we have to say about about Mike's endeavour? Just well done. It, it, we're, yeah. we're dealing with Mike's big news by comparing
3: how close you and Mark are.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> about me. A <laughs> God, God. Okay, um, I, I feel like we've done a horrible job of this, but Mike, congratulations from the bottom of my heart. Well done. Yeah, big congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was horrible He's <laughs> going to hate yeah. this. We love you, Mike. Okay. But that does explain why he's not here for drafts. It does explain why he's not here. It does explain that.
2: The preeminent UK Steelers draft expert has his hands full
1: right now. Yeah, yeah, and and not with running backs. No. Or maybe with a future one. Who knows? Indeed. So, okay, that's treadmill talk, baby talk. Very good. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, is he going to be the new running back three of the Steelers? Surely that's... I think so. Fake that news, that was it? fake news. Was Did fake you
4: news. not see that Twitter account? I knew. Was, I knew. Yeah. I knew
1: the tweet was fake news. But I'm asking from a perspective of Le'Veon Bell seems to think that he is.
4: <laughs> N- no,
1: <laughs> like, I. F-
4: no, no. Yeah, I, can't can't a, I can't see a world. No, there probably be. isn't a world. But would it not just be fun for a week? Come on. I mean, there's worse no. RB three options, but. Not, Who? not many. <laughs> well, yeah. so, so we'll get on to them. I think.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Zing!
1: Excellent. Yeah. Bravo, Max. On Matt switched on today. I can tell. <laughs> All right, that's uh, that's a no go. That's not real news then. Uh, oh, oh yeah, the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Oh, is that happening? thing. Yeah, on Sunday number four on the agenda. The Ravens, not the Ravens, they didn't make it. The 49ers <laughs> and the Chiefs. <laughs> that's how plugged in you are to this because you. That's because you picked the Ravens, that's why. I never even thought they were that good. Um, the Ravens and the 49ers, no, the Chiefs and the 49ers. I, I can't get it out of my head that the Ravens are in this game. I mean, it just feels like they, they should have been. It's bizarre that they aren't. Watch him get
3: this horrifically wrong on the podcast in a big spot, but then
1: get like 30 points
3: at gridiron sevens by predicting it perfectly.
1: (laughs) If I storm to a surprise win in gridiron sevens in the final week, you won't hear the end of it. He's put Lamar Jackson to get four touchdowns. What the hell? (laughs) Outside the box thinking is what wins it, you see. Uh, No, the Chiefs and the 49ers face off in Super Bowl. Which Super Bowl is it? Do we know? X, Y, L, 32, uh, pi symbol. I can't keep up anymore. Now,
4: I, this, this was, I, I don't know if you've been listening to Around the NFL, but um, they've obviously brought up the fact that room, uh, they don't want Roman numerals anymore. Mm. They think they're meaningless. Yep. I completely disagree. I, um, big, I'm a big Roman numerals fan. I understand why they didn't is that even do it.
2: possible? Is, this, is <laughs> yeah. that in real
4: life, or, yeah, no, or no, just, just like, in Super Bowl terms? So, I'm I'm a big uh, I'm a big wrestling fan, as some people know as well. And obviously, WrestleMania yeah, used to use Roman numerals, and I was a big fan of that. So, it's kind of a nostalgia thing for me as well. So, two big things using the Roman numerals. I sort of got why they didn't do it for fifty because just having a big L on a Super Bowl is a bit weird. But I, I'm a big fan of the Roman numerals. I think they should. I think they should stick around. It's an unpopular I, opinion, but I think they should have stopped at XL, and from there it should be XL
2: two, XL three, XL two. That's just the way the Americans do it. It's <laughs> Super
1: Bowl, Super XL, XL yeah.
4: <laughs> <XXL. laughs>
1: spreadsheet, big uh, gulps yeah. game. I, I like Roman numerals, Matt, but I kind of am of the opinion that 49 probably should have been the last one. Because now you just open yourself up to a w- world of pain. Like that would have been very like nicely segmented, right? You can end it at fifty, or at forty-nine, I guess, with with fifty being the change. Now it's like you're stuck with it now until like at least a hundred, and we're going to get into the completely bizarre. Wow, well, Super Bowl C. That's going to be. Yeah, that,
2: that's lame. Awesome.
1: <laughs> Why are we basing stuff on what the Romans did? It- Why are we talking about this? We're ten minutes into a show that we're already complaining will be too long. Yeah, right. Let's, let's, let's zip this along. <laughs> Do we have? I don't really know, you know, the Super Bowl, uh, a bit of a weird one this year. Do we have any predictions? I mean, I, I really cannot pick against the Chiefs as much as I want the Niners and Brock Purdy to win. I just, am, I'm, I'm sick and tired of picking against the Chiefs and being wrong. It
2: feels like momentum suddenly with the Chiefs, doesn't it? Which is it does. weird. But yeah. I'm, I'm going to stick with the Forty ers I think they're the better team. They've been the better team all year. I think they've got the best running back in the game and obviously, you know, big fan of their quarterback. So um, I am rooting for the 49ers, although it takes some level
1: with the Steelers for rings. I I don't care. But since the Patriots did it, I'm kind of like, that's yeah. been... You know,
4: yeah, that was, that's exactly my thought yeah. as well. Sorry, yeah. To yeah. The Steelers fair. need to win
2: one. I mean, let, let, let's, not, let's not like worry about other teams. Let's worry about the Steelers. That's, yeah. that's yeah. my approach.
4: I, I think it'll be the 49ers. I... I, I I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs pulled it out because it's the Chiefs but um, as you say you know they've got McCaffrey they've got ridiculous weapons across across the board really nice defence yeah I, I I'm rooting for the 49ers and my head also thinks yeah Sam Fran will take this
1: What do you reckon Kets?
3: I think it'll be the Chiefs unfortunately um, just with that Mahomes ability to just win something out of nothing but uh Hopefully it'll be a good game. I think the Niners are probably the best, well, they are the best NFC team this year and hopefully they can give them a good game. And you never know. It depends which team turns up. If it's the the Chiefs that turn up in, in the uh, sort of playoffs and don't seem to be able to lose versus the Chiefs that we had in season, depends which team turns up really. But uh, I'm sure yeah. it'll be the former, unfortunately.
1: That that's it. I mean, the Niners definitely feel like the better team to me. And uh, not only the better team, but like the storyline of the season almost, right? You know, it feels like a little bit more like what the season's been about has been this Niners yeah, team. exactly. But they do also feel like the team that has the capacity to drop a bollock in a big game, as opposed to this Chiefs team that just seems like they can't do that. So I don't know. But Gab, is this the purdy moment that you envisioned when you, when you made that comment on the show? I'll never forget. Well... It,
2: I don't, I, I've got to be honest. I wasn't saying Purdy's going to come in and have a moment. That wasn't winning the Super Bowl. That would have been, <laughs> if, if that was the prediction, I, you know, I should have bet some money because that's that's crazy. Now, the moment was that he had. He came in and won and everyone started swooning and saying that he deserved the job. That was the moment. Yeah. Um, but he's gone on to exceed all of our expectations.
1: Yeah. Incredible. And, for, and for his like, you know, think about last year in the NFC Championship game. With the Eagles, I really was worried at that point that they would then seek a way out of the Brock Purdy thing. Right, as fun as as much fun as we all had, and as, as great as we thought Brock Purdy was, I was just so concerned that with the injury he suffered at that time and how long it would take him to get back, that by the time he got back, it just wouldn't be like a Purdy team anymore, and he'd kind of fade into irrelevance. I was so worried that was going to happen. It just didn't turn out that way, and he's back again, and now he's in the Super Bowl. I really didn't think it would happen. I thought he'd got as far as he was going to go. So I'm over the moon from that perspective. So I'm going to be rooting him up.
2: I hope he's going to Brock out seriously. He needs to, yeah, That's I'm just not. it just uh, what a story. I mean, it, you know, it's, you've heard it's, it's going to be the story of the week at Media Week, isn't it? But from yeah. Mr. Irrelevant to hopefully Super Bowl MVP, yeah, it'd probably um, be McCaffrey if they win, y- but y- you know, you never know.
4: If the journalist could stop asking um, questions about the fact that he looks like Lee Harvey Oswald, that would be
1: great. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I did not put that together,
4: yeah. I, I mean, it's really weird because Cathy mentioned it, and then literally the next day. Somebody asked mm. him about it in the bloody in the present. Why would you ask him about that? Why would you talk? Why would you tell him that? Dickiness. Very
1: interesting. W- where was he uh, on that day in 1963 <laughs> in Dallas? Was he in the Texas Book Depository or the grassy knoll? Do we know? G-
4: Gav, where was he? <laughs> on, you you have a good uh, finger on Purdy's uh, <laughs> life. I, I'm not fingering Purdy anywhere in this
2: conspiracy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, if the Niners win, I'm going to brock all of my pants. So that's understood. <laughs> Uh, and just
3: for completeness, his <laughs> birthday is the 27th of December, 1999.
1: Wow, oh God, so young. Such a young, supple young boy. Oh. This is the first year, I think, that I haven't got away for this podcast and got, like, you know, the over-unders for all the stupid stuff? Yeah, I mean, you're not playing the pound game. Yeah, and there's, exactly. There's no well, snack helmet talk. Things yeah, have moved on. It didn't get a lot of buzz. It felt like a thing I used to force through. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, I don't know. Like, uh, do we know who's singing the national anthem? I haven't even looked it up. Usher's oh, doing.
4: Oh God, uh, is someone? Is it? Oh, Reba McIntyre, I think, is doing. I have that's... never heard. She's either doing more. the national anthem. Or no, Post Malone's doing "America the Beautiful." That's wow. odd. Oh, Posty, wow,
1: yeah, owner of the most expensive magic card or trading card of all time. He okay. wants
4: to be the
2: very best. That <laughs> no one ever <laughs> is was. Is that right?
1: <laughs> well, that's right. Yeah, well done. That is wait what wait what what's right? No, he got he got the Pokemon theme tune right. But why are we talking about Pokemon? I have no idea.
2: <laughs> I thought you I thought you said the most uh, trading
1: card. I assumed you were oh, talking Pokemon. You would be uh. smart to think that, but it was a Magic: The Gathering card. Oh, I, oh I can Lord. see where the the lines got crossed there. Right, it was, okay, it was a one of one uh, Lord of the Rings ring. Wow, one of one. Yeah, there was only one printed. Some guy. There's a video of the guy who got it. He opens it and he's like holding it in his hand, and his hand is like visibly like shaking. All I'm, I'm like scared for it. I'm like, dude, put that card down. Wow. But Post Malone had made it clear because he's like the most famous and richest, I guess, uh, magic fan at least publicly. Mm-hmm. Uh, magic it's been around for a long time, isn't it? Like since yeah, 70s, 1994. I want to say was the first edition. Oh, 94. Okay, not as old as I thought. What What does that card bestow upon its owner? Oh, God, I'd I'd be honest, I cannot remember the entire text and what it does. But the funny thing is, it's not the only. So, there's other cards that do the same thing it does in the game. This is just a special one of one printing of it in like elven text and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So, it's more of a treatment than just a rare card. But it is. He did pay a million. uh, I think he he ended up offering like maybe a million or two million dollars, right? I can't quite remember before it was found and then when it was found the guy got in touch with him and there's a video of him meeting him and everything it's it's cool look it up wow i was close
2: with the bizarre simon trading card thing but you the, were. the, the, I the mean, wrong
1: i appreciate you offering out the, the the olive branch you know you, you, and, and you know what it was smart there's a lot of talk about expensive first edition charm cards it made sense and we spoke about the guy who sold trading cards what's his name blake martinez yeah I can't remember
2: exactly i'm learning you see
1: We'll get you there. we will yeah, we'll be naming I, ten Pokemon before we know it. Indeed, and I'm, try, I'm trying to not to world. be the
2: the old guy on the podcast, and and with that in mind, I am not irritated by seeing Taylor Swift <laughs> on the TV screens at football games. Prove me wrong. I mean, it, 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 any of you guys seem seem to people seem to be very agitated about that. I've got I've got
1: no problem with it at all. Yeah, I can't say that I'm particularly bothered either way. I guess. Gets? I, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go on. So, go, Ketsu, please. I mean, I probably moan about it a
3: little bit, but not in that kind of context. I just moan about like keep it to the sport kind of thing, not necessarily make it all oh, are celebrities here. Because otherwise, the the Super Bowl would never actually be shown because it'd be oh, I want know. dry
1: football coverage.
3: Not <laughs> <laughs> like dry football coverage, but I don't want Tony Romo either. So no, true, true. I yeah.
1: think can can two things be true? I'm not upset at the at the like the TV broadcasters, the NFL, or whatever, for focusing on Taylor Swift, but I can be upset at Taylor Swift for being cringe. She might be Two different things. You know, Brittany Holmes is cringe. Jackson Holmes is cringe. All these people around her are cringe. She's acting cringe. She's still going to get, you know. She seems to be celebrating at the right times. She seems to at
4: least understand the game. I think she's picking up the game. Wasn't her dad involved in the game at some point? Possibly. Uh, Because he knew Andy Reid, I think. I think he, um, yeah, because when Taylor met Travis, he was like, oh, I know your coach. And Travis, oh God, <laughs> she knew Andy Reid before she knew oh, Travis. Oh, really? So, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, that's
2: interesting. So obviously, the other thing is the the um, Super Bowl has been fixed to make sure that the Chiefs win, so that then Taylor Swift can can endorse Biden, right? That's that's yeah, uh, okay.
1: <laughs> that went off the deep end. I didn't know about the final. Okay. Yeah. Oh, All right. right. Is, uh... But,
2: but, but, but the, the strange thing about this is. Is is does Travis Kelsey strike you as a as a Democrat? I mean, well,
1: he well Pfizer, right? The whole he's Mister Pfizer, kind of, yeah. yeah. That's
2: true, I suppose. Yeah, maybe not. I had him down as like a kind
4: of redneck Trump guy, but maybe maybe I'm wrong.
1: No, I think he's kind of like the the the, the face of that side, really. I would say in the NFL, I I, I think
4: this is what this is why Rogers should never have got injured because then we could have had an AFC Championship Jets Chiefs Mister Pfizer versus Anti Pfizer, yeah. yeah. the big battle we all really want.
2: With the toying cost sponsored by Novax. that would have been good.
1: Do you know who we've not heard from about this Taylor Swift thing, Rich? I'd love to know what Rich thinks about it. Does it? Is he bothered about this Taylor Swift stuff? I don't know because part of me makes part of me thinks like he'd be really annoyed about it, and part of me thinks like actually he wouldn't be that bothered. <laughs> I don't think he's on the line this week. <laughs> joking, yeah, it's not him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wrong number. You know what I mean though? Like part of me thinks it would irk him, and then I think like he's like mature enough to just be like, listen, this this really doesn't make a difference. So I don't. Yeah, know. It's I, hard can't
2: to know. I, I can't gauge uh, Rich's opinion on that because yeah. he, obviously he rubs shoulders with greats. So thats also true. Know, yeah, you know, he's not—he's not like a I hate everyone that's successful kind of guy. He's not. Yeah, so, he might yeah. have met
4: Taylor. Who knows? Yeah, she yeah, might
2: she have been. met him. You mean? Oh
4: yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course yes.
1: <laughs> right. What are we talking about? Right. <laughs> I must admit, though, that the conspiracy theory things was far more interesting than this running back class. So if you do want to go further on that game, I'm open to it. <laughs> Well, there's the other conspiracy. I don't know if you- I sent it to the group. They are uh, list of
2: things that are identical to 2020, and uh, is is it is Are we going to be hit with COVID 2.0? Of course, we aren't. But it's quite an interesting, strange yeah, list thought, of so. concurrent things. Too, too yes. long to list. However, the difference is
3: I've not been to Cape Town last month to watch the cricket, so it's okay fine. COVID will yeah. not happen again. Okay, good. Is that is that where you were in your cricket hat, or is that are you a regular cricket enjoyer? I just quite like Sunshine and Holidays, as some of you will have noticed. Yeah, I have noticed. <laughs> noticed.
1: Yeah, you got another one coming. Anyway, should we hit running backs? Yes, let's get started. And I believe that various crazy. people wanted to start this segment, so I'll just hand it off to whoever it is who shouts loudest. Is it fair to yeah. say I that think... our definitions of wiggle are all different? Right.
2: <laughs> wiggle is an elusive X-Factor type thing. <laughs> I guess talk about quick think. Opinion. opinion on what, what wiggle means <laughs> yeah not amazing wiggle can you not give not us a, your wiggle uh, rankings uh, I haven't got the wiggle <laughs> rank but he's not in the top five I'm sorry Dave. well I uh, <laughs> you it's make it's a different opinion, it's, it's, it's highly opinion I'm going to challenge you on that on the wiggle I think he is the wiggle champion of this We're drug class champion. For <laughs> yeah. I think he's the best wiggler I think he can wiggle it <laughs> <laughs> The halcyon wow. days of
1: God, that's amazing. Do you know? I like to imagine that, like, somewhere in like 70 years in some like warehouse rave, that's just going to have found its way onto the DJ's computer and everyone's going to be just going crazy to it. And I have no context of what anyone's talking about.
2: Or, like, the Black Knight satellite it's now beaming in 12 seconds' time, beaming that. <laughs> Back to epsilon boot as, as an example of what the human race is up to.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> why they, they, they're primed themselves. for
2: attack. They're, they're <laughs> concentrating on how much a running back wiggles. They're, they're not prepared for this assault we're about to launch. That is
3: true. And if you are listening to this show from a foreign galaxy, please email the show, or text the <laughs> yes. show,
4: or tweet the yeah, show well, at UK Steelers You
1: know, or drop us a quid on Patreon. I, I don't know what I don't know what the fees are for intergalactic credit cards. but
4: that'll be, that'll be an interesting uh, read down of the producers. And we have Zoglar <laughs> from the Planet Bra.
1: Well, I'm sure he would have sent in a little uh, a little name for himself, a little nickname, <laughs> the intergalactic emperor Zoglar. <laughs> okay, right, dear God, um, this running back class is inspiring, as I can tell.
4: Yeah. Um,
1: do we want to, Mark? I believe you had some opening thoughts. Um,
4: yeah. Well, I had an opening little. Trivia game for you. It's a very, very quick trivia thing because it's just one question. Um, but it is one question that could earn you ten points. So Ooh, uh, I like what, towards what? Yeah. I like points, but uh well, just, just, just towards this uh, very tiny um one question quiz that I have basically. I love it. So there's uh, a ten um, point
2: winner. Yeah, but there, is, there,
4: there okay. is a point to it as well that I'll make afterwards. So ten point okay. I will say first off, if you know the answer. Don't mm-hmm. say it straight away. Just say I know the answer, so you can um, answer it at the, at the end, basically. Okay. But here's what I want you to do. One by one, I'll go through. I want you to tell me who the latest running, latest first running back off the draft board is in NFL draft history. So the first running back taken off the board in the draft. Who is the latest? person in that draft so who was picked furthest back
2: so the first running back taken but in the in the in the deepest in spot. the deepest
4: spot yes yeah so i want the you get uh, two points for corrected uh, for the correct year three points for the correct uh, number position and a whopping five points for the player if you get it okay and i'll give one point to anybody who's closest, if nobody gets it for the player in the year, uh, not the player, the year in the hmm. draft position. So hmm. I'll start with I'll start with you, Gav.
2: No, First of all, nobody
4: that's... knows this straight off, right? I'm just uh... <clears throat>
2: you yeah, know I don't know it. I don't know it. I'm okay. I'm thinking it's got to
4: be in the last sort of ten to fifteen years. So I will say this is post World War Two because there were some during World War Two that were a lot further back.
2: Hmm. Doesn't help me, but okay. Oh man, this is tough. Mm-hmm. I know where you're going with this quiz because I was gonna, I was gonna lead with this thing. But I'm gonna say, like Eddie Lacy. I will go with Eddie Lacy.
4: Oh, okay, so, so what? What, what year and uh, draft position is that?
2: That I, uh, is that like the top of the like the top of the second so pick. <sighs> 36, and I'm going to say 20... When was he drafted? I was living in that house at the time. Uh, Oh, that house. Yeah, that house would be... We'll put it about 2013, maybe a little bit earlier. Okay. I'll 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 say 2013.
4: Okay, so Gavs, 2013, pick 36, Eddie Lacey. I'll go to Ketz next.
3: I'm not going to have a clue at this. (laughs) Don't worry too much, kids. <laughs> they have to have actually been drafted rather than be a UDFA.
4: Yeah, yeah, they they they, they were definitely drafted. Yeah, <laughs> as uh, a UDFA, so, just, yeah. so no no running backs were drafted. No running no, back be... drafted. Yeah, no, yeah, they, it definitely was a drafted person. Yeah,
2: I've just googled Eddie Lacy, and I think I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't even know when most players were drafted. I know obviously there was a lot of condemnation of Najee Harris's first round pick but
4: you could try and I got just, I got- nail the year and the position
2: on maybe and, uh, I just- got the year right though 2013 and it was the second round can I have a point for that please
4: hang on yeah, no. yeah. hang on <laughs> oh, what, oh for Eddie Lacey oh, Eddie right. Lacey yeah was oh, okay. drafted in the second round cute. in 2013 damn son <laughs> I had questions there but yeah
3: <laughs> okay so I'm going to guess 2013 and pick 64 and I don't know who the player is
4: Well,
2: Lacey was picked in pick 61,
1: 2013, so... I I don't actually know
3: any running backs. I was just going to spite you more than anything. All
1: right. Uh, Son? My plan all along, because I really do not have an answer, is to say Najee Harris 2021, 24th overall.
4: Okay, well, (laughs) Both, uh, both Gav and Ketz were one year off. Oh. Uh, 2014 uh, was the yeah. year.
2: Ooh. That was when running backs really took a dive, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah.
4: So. Ketz, you were actually only 10 <coughs> away from this. Wow. Uh, pick 54 is the latest that anyone was... Wait, wait, uh, wait. Let me guess. It?
2: 2014.
4: 2014, pick 54, the first running back came off the board. Oh, man. I'll give you a clue as well. Dry Archer was picked by the Steelers in this yeah. same uh, class. Well, dry Archer. Yeah, that, dry
2: Archer. Was that not the... um Wow. Well, that was before Todd Gurley I mean, he wasn't that late, was he? No. It was around
1: that time though.
2: Was he twenty fifteen? He was twenty fifteen, yeah. Twenty fifteen. He was the yeah, first, before that. yeah. I think twenty
1: fifteen was the first year I paid attention to the draft looking at this. No uh, right. m- properly anyway.
2: So that was two Alabama running backs, Lacey and that that's I, I thought of Gurley and then went back to Lacey. So who went in between those two as the top draft pick?
1: It's a it's a name that you'll Because I looked to it before you asked that, Mark. It's a name you'll <laughs> know. But I would never have guessed it. Not...
2: No, Richardson was a first-round pick. No, go on, I'm, I'm just...
4: Hey, Jerry McKinnon was drafted in the third round of that he, draft. he was, yeah. He was about one of the only names I knew on there. But, um, really? side, who was it? It is Bishop Sankey. Bishop oh, wow, Sankey yeah. from the Tennessee the Titans.
2: Yeah, Titans. He was a yeah. massive bust. They had a couple of busts in a row. They had David Cobb as well, and the other guy, the little guy, Darrington Evans. Guy. They, whoever whoever is their running back scout needs to be replaced until they got Derek Henry. And then obviously they, they put all that to bed.
4: Exactly. Yeah. Well, the the point, the point I'm trying to make is that I think the 2024 class will beat that record this year. That is my bold prediction for the, uh, Mm for the draft, which I don't actually think is that bold. uh, No, I mean, there's
2: no running back in DJ's top 50. I was saying it might even get to round three before. I think it it.
1: should. And I think the fact that the value appears to be the depth in this class might, Push that to be the case, although you never know, d I I mean, sometimes teams like you know the Rams are famous for this do very weird things in the second round.
4: But if you look at the teams in the in this draft, who needs, who really desperately needs a running back,
1: right? And second round picks are becoming so valuable. I think even more so than they have yeah. been
4: exactly before. Yeah.
1: Like, you could probably argue the Panthers, but they need so
4: many more things before that, and yeah, uh, you know, they haven't even got a first round pick. So, but I don't
2: think this is a bad class, though. I think this is a mm-hmm. class that's not got. Uh, blue chip talent but I think it's got a bloated middle
1: yeah I agree there's, there's some debt to be found here I, I was still you know I didn't get through you know a ton of guys you know I get to like 9 or 10 and I'm still thinking like okay there's value to be found here in the guys I've not yet seen and I think that's the thing that no one is, is no
2: one is edging ahead because everyone's good mm. there's lots of different styles they're all committee backs but the whole league runs a damn committee anyway pretty much apart from the Titans and even they've they've moved away obviously Derek Henry's not going to be there so I think actually this is a very good running back class, and no one's going to blow it and draft a running back in the first round. So, I think it, but, this is but good.
1: it's not, you know, it's not to say that this this isn't like a running back devaluation thing, or at least not purely. I'm sure that plays into it, but you know, if there was a Zeke Elliott or a Saquon, you know, I'm sure they would still go early.
2: Well, Trevion Henderson was the number one, and he went back to back right. to Ohio. Ohio State, yeah. So, Ohio is good. They, they had a guy transfer in as well who was. They, they were expecting Henderson to move. Mm. Everyone was. I mean, so, sorry, Henderson to go into the draft. So, one of the top prospects, forgotten his name, draft nicks everywhere going mad. So, Ohio State are going to have this dual headed monster of like the two best running backs in the wow. uh, college football landscape next year.
1: you, you got to be pretty pissed if you're the guy who just transferred to Ohio State. Yeah, right. But then again, you're not getting all that wear and tear. You get True. to look good in a, you know, Power Five team. Yeah, yeah. We, we saw Texas last year get two guys drafted high, you know, relatively.
2: Mm. And one this year. So, one well, not yeah. higher, but. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And Khalil Herbert's still the better of the two. All right. Uh, I did want to mention, you said, Gav. Although'm I'm, I'm coming around to what you're saying as I got to the back half of the guys that I looked at, you said uh, you know a, a soggy uh, sorry, a, a heavy middle and and a lot of different styles. I was getting very frustrated watching this class uh, in the first half of the guys that I watched because it just felt like a lot of the same guy to me, yeah, maybe that's just the order I've watched them in. I'm not sure, but it but because uh, I do think like I say this is gonna vary wildly. I don't think any consensus we stick to is going to end up being. Close to the truth, yeah. It's brilliant. difficult to know who to start with, isn't yeah. It? Great, yeah, isn't it? yeah. I, think, I think there's one name just because he's a name we've all heard. I think we should start. But oh, you want to start there? I think we should start there. All right, all right. I don't know which I hadn't heard any of these names, so I don't even know which one you're talking
2: about. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, shall I introduce him then? Please go for it. Okay, right. I, I was talking about uh Blake Coram out of Michigan, okay. no? yeah, just because they are national champions and he was he carried that team, he's 5'8. 213 pounds, physical power runner, but he's kind of a, a between-the-tackles runner. Now, their, their offense was just effectively just a run-based team, right? I mean, like J.J. McCarthy, we talked about last week. Yeah, fine, but it's all kind of play action. It's, it's based off the run. The game's on the trenches. Blake Corum was the focus. You know, that that was their strategy. Won it won it all for them in 23, and he broke Michigan's all-time record of uh, rushing TDs, which was uh, 25 touchdowns. Like got a thick squat frame, he's, but he's got breakaway speed, subtle cuts in traffic, you know, he'll get you an extra yard. He's got that good second burst. You know, you see the, the touchdown to the corner versus Ohio State where he, he beats everybody. Mm. But I think it's kind of like a breakaway speed rather than top-end high speed. He, you know, he's got the burst to get going and, 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 and can out, out uh, outrun the pursuit crew, but he could be caught. So he's not like super burner, but he's got enough speed. And he uses angles well to make every fraction of his speed count. I do like his vision. I think he makes the right cuts. Falls forward through contact. Carries the pile regularly. Got good balance. Absorb hits. Keeps forward momentum. Tough dude. Did you see the play versus Penn State in 2022? He was vomiting at the line of scrimmage. Like, literally at the line of scrimmage pre-snap. Mm. On third and one, he gets handed the ball, gets three yards. Gets the first down, goes off. Everyone's tapping him on the head. I mean, that was, that was real toughness. And um William Pass blocker, you know. A bit all over the place with it, some good, some bad, but he he tries, he's 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 putting it.
1: Five foot eight is, is a struggle yeah. sometimes as well. Yeah.
2: I'm not sure he's the number one back though. I think he's he's probably the name that everyone's gonna know. But I don't know. I know Ran likes him, Ran Ran's keen on him. But the problem for me is do, do you see that many moves in the open field? I mean, can he make a guy miss? Do you see any of that? Yeah, oh, Mm. I,
1: I thought he had a bit of that I thought he had kind of a cool style like kind of wild armed a little bit but kind of varies his tempo a lot Um, playing with defenders when he drops in front of them and you know a bit of juke and dare I say wiggle Um, I thought he was kind of fun to watch I thought he'd be better. but I kind of felt that way about a lot of the I mean so talk to me about his physicality and his power gap because this is one of the things that I thought and I thought this about a couple of guys and I'm like trying to like bang my head and be like is there something wrong with me and the way I'm watching these guys I don't know where, I'm looking at this guy, he's 213 pounds, he's 5'8", he's built like a bowling ball, theoretically. He doesn't really, you know, he's not he's not like a guy I would trust in short yardage, he's not a dude that really wants head down with a ton of power, I didn't think. He wasn't seeking out contact. He, he, I think he would like to be more of an elusive runner than a power runner. But talk to me, am I wrong about that? I don't know. To me, he felt more like a guy who tried to evade contact, but I felt that way about quite a few guys in this class. I, I've got my notes here, isn't a bowling ball? Mm, Yeah.
2: I was actually struggling for a comp for him. I was thinking, is he, is he a David Montgomery? But not quite right. He's definitely that kind of like early downs. He's, he gives you not much in the receiving game. So he's definitely more of that early downs guy. But yeah, I, I don't think he's a bowling ball. I saw someone else had comped him to Doug Martin, the muscle hamster. I think that's a good one. I'm not going to take credit for that. That's, that's what I've seen. But yeah, I thought that, was, that made sense. You know, I think he's good. I'm not sure he's great.
1: Yeah. I, so my, my struggle with him, and, and it's interesting because I watched him third, actually. And when I look at the other guys, so what I think he does, I think other guys in the class maybe have a better skill set for. The skill set that you would look at him and think that he possesses, I don't think he has. So I'm kind of left a little bit underwhelmed slightly. I, I I do, like I say, I like him with the ball in his hands. I think he's got a little bit to his game. Not, by no means am I saying he's going to be a failure in the NFL or anything. I, I'm just not you know, I'm not. I'm not jazzed up. I'm not banging the table. I'm. Uh, I don't know. I, the yards per carry have gone down year over year. Maybe it doesn't mean much, but it's worth it's worth referencing. I like to at least see growth rather than deterioration. He's 23, which is you know one of the older backs. Yeah,
2: again, that again, age is a
1: factor. Yeah. yeah. Again, not a you know not not a killer on its own, but just just in the combination of things. I, I don't know. I, I thought he was kind of a fun runner to watch. But I think he brings more in the open field than anywhere else. But I just looking at him, I'm like, why are you not? doing a little bit more between the tackles. That's what I wanted to just kind of quiz you on a bit, just to understand yeah. if you were seeing the same thing as me, because I just wanted to see more out of him there. I was,
2: yeah. And the thing you've got to think about is, Michigan had the ninth best run blocking grade on PFF, but Coram had the 45th best rushing grade. Mm. So there's a little bit of a disparity there. So he's 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 benefiting from good blockers. But, however... He was the best running back on the team, and the the, the, off, the whole offense, the whole team was lifted when he was in there. So he was doing something. I disagree. Ha- I think
3: Donovan Edwards is a better running back. He's back at Michigan again this year. Um, <laughs> but he was very called impressive on tape. Put
1: the Snoop Gubb gif of uh, who?
3: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, Edwards scored two touchdowns in the national championship early on. He did. So he, he's one to keep an eye on. I think with Corum, I agree with what you were saying, both of you, to be honest. He should be a more powerful back than he is, but there's examples on tape on third and one when he was short, third and two, and he was short. He should be you know, running between the tackles as size has and converting these short down sort of power type situations. There's certain instances where he sort of puts his shoulder down and he can get through people. He's just very inconsistent with how often he does it. There's good leg drive on on plays, always fighting for extra yards, but... Just that body size, I think it holds him back. And I think he's going to be a, a committee back at the NFL level, if that. But you look at um, his age, you he said he was 23, but he's going to be 24 by the time he takes his first snap. I think there's there's a bit of injury history with him as well. I, I quite like the short burst, but the long speed and there's a lot of things kind of holding me back, really.
1: Yeah, just not, not a guy I would consider the top running back in the draft get it's a bit of a weak year, but right now, just looking at the consensus, because I, I realised I didn't do this last week, looking at the uh, the old consensus big board, he is currently very slightly ahead. He's 58th on the big board uh, in in a, in a race of three that are very close, 59 and 63 are the other two. So so he's be one in this class? Well, it, it, you know what it's it, like, Kers. It, yeah. Wherever you go, we'll get a different answer, but at least according to consensus right now, it'll change, but he is listed there.
2: Mm. Oh, I want to hit you with okay. some stats. I mean... The receiving game is is where I think he falls down. I think if you if you're not like if you're not bringing stuff in the receiving game, then you've got to be a pile mover. You've got right. to be a guy that's going to wear down. And he's not that. He's he's a guy. He can he can get more than than what's there. So he's a plus back in that sense. And he and he can definitely carry a team with his running play. But he's not a guy that's you know going to run into a wall and move a pile. So then you're looking at the receiving game, thinking can he can he can he, can he impact that phase. I mean, it's partly a product of the offense, but 18 targets, 16 receptions, 117 yards, and a touchdown isn't enough to say you're like foundational piece in the receiving game. But again, it could be a product of the offense. Three receiving touchdowns, 413 yards in four years. I mean, he does he does catch what's sent his way, but less less than one percent usage in the slot. You know, one percent wide alignment. You know, he's just a guy that comes in and carries the ball. Eight point one yards after reception on average is decent, uh, mm. but none of them were contested catches, and mostly were behind the line of scrimmage. So I think it's fair to say he's not a receiving threat at all. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of a bit one-dimensional. That I think that's, I think when you're you're looking to take or you're choosing between a few backs at this as 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 being your top back, I think you want a guy that can wear a few different hats a roll in your offense. Like some of these other guys later on. They've got a few different things they can do. Coram's a little bit one-dimensional, I think. And that, mm. that concerns me. So for me, he's a falling target. Like, he's a, he's a minus one. I, I'm, not, I'm not taking him. If he's there and there's, like, other people I like, I'm probably taking someone else
1: that is i think a pretty good description of the minus 1 and i think that's kind of where my head's at as well just the exactly, context yeah. so oh sorry mac i'll let you because you've not spoken. i'll let you come to oh, the yeah game. no i've i've yeah. got it
4: as a minus 1 as well because i was just incredibly underwhelmed by him to be honest so, you know he's he, as you as you say he had that he, had, he has very good burst on him he does have decent strength but i don't he he doesn't seem to have it when he's trying to bust through the middle of the middle of the uh, middle of the field and trying to bust through the the line of scrimmage. Like that's it. Yeah. He, he, do, he just doesn't seem to have the energy for it. It's it's really strange. And like he will, he's he's okay on short. I, what I've sent to found with his short down yards is in goal to go situations. That's when he seems to thrive a bit more. He, he seems to he seems to be able to find the hole and and actually burst through a little bit better on on those situations, which you know is obviously a good thing because that's that's going to lead you to touchdowns. But yeah, he, he's decent Stefano Starm on him. You know, good at shedding initial tackles at times, but I just don't really see a lot in him. As, uh, Gav's nailed it. Really, he is one dimensional. I don't see any sort of variety or any sort of specialness or nuance to his game, I, I, I just find him a very bland back.
1: I think what's happened here is, with with some of these positions, um, he's kind of, pro- like you said, Gav, maybe the name that people know the most right now. And I think that's leading to him sort of leading the charge in terms of consensus grading right now. You look at PFF, I mean, he, for what it's worth, the PFF grade in 2022 was number one in the country, 962 um, he's 58th in the country in 2023, but they have him down at 92 on the big board and he's running back four. So you're going to see, you know, opinions vary when it comes to this. But I think, as, as you say, Gav, I think Blake Corb is going to be a, a falling target. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if he winds up being the fourth or fifth running back taken. Mm. Just to put it
3: out there, I think he is going to test very well at combine. He can apparently run a 4-4-40 four, four, time. And he's quite good at squats as well. He can do. I've got it my notes somewhere. He can do a ridiculous amount of squats anyway. His uh, his gym numbers are apparently very good, but don't let that fool you, and don't take him in fantasy. Uh,
2: have you got Have you got a, uh, a grade uh, there, Uh
3: minus one as well. Yeah, minus one. Oh, consensus.
2: So, so well, apart from Ran, who uh, oh. Ran just sent me. It was his red star. Uh, that's going to be Mike's... Uh, runs not going to like this segment. Mike's going to do the Red Star all, all episode because of his news. <laughs> He's put a championship-winning running back whose team ran the ball 60% of the time against good opposition. Not
4: worried about any size concerns. So, there you go. But I think Ketz is onto saying that Donovan Edwards was the uh, <laughs> was the better back, personally. But Donovan well, Edwards not, not, not was over the, the best last
3: two running years. back on this team. The second best back on this team was uh, the quarterback, unfortunately. JJ
2: McCarthy was, was a McCarthy, better runner yeah. than this guy. Well wow. that's a bit strong, I think. I, <laughs> I, I do think he's a good back. I think he can definitely run the ball. I I don't want to paint that picture. I think I think if, if you know he fell to what, the third round and you need a and you need a back, you want a back for if early downs work, I think I think you've got a good back there. I don't I don't think you can um, sure. Yeah. yeah,
3: I think it's just very unexciting. I think we we've hit the nail on the head there. But he doesn't do he doesn't do some of the stuff you're shouting at the T V for him to do. You know, he doesn't do the power stuff really. He's got some speed, but he's not massively elusive. He's just kind of, nah, he's okay.
1: Yeah, Blake Coram. I think we're all in agreement here. <laughs> I'm sorry, Blake. Yeah. <laughs> I think we came in expecting more. Uh, solid plus on on the vibe jet though. Good down to earth vibe. I like I like his I like him. Okay, should we move on? Yeah. Hmm? Anyone striving for anyone in particular that wants to jump in?
4: uh i'll go if you want yeah go um let's go to uh marquise bucky irving um Mm. i will say when uh when i saw mark is it
1: marquise i can't remember that marquise yeah but spelled with an apostrophe in the middle of it yeah it's weird spelling of it when
4: i saw marquise irving on the consensus i was like who the hell is that who have i missed i realized it's (laughs) it's bucky it's uh yeah little bucky irving from oregon Five foot 195 pounds. Uh, little Bucky uh, Irving. I don't know why I called him <laughs> Little. He's about the same height as I am. Yeah, joined, uh, was at Minnesota in uh, 2021. Uh, went over to Oregon in 2022. Um, 2022, played uh, played 12 times, 915 yards on 144 carries, 6.4 yards per carry, um, three touchdowns. Uh, 2023... So thirteen games, out one thousand seventy five yards on hundred and seventy two attempts, six point three uh, yards per carry. Ten touchdowns uh, last season, one fumble, and another accolade he has is that he is my red star. Whoa, red star. <laughs> okay, okay. Thanks, so for, thanks, thanks for giving me that one. Um, <laughs> but. I, this was like the only back I really enjoyed watching mm. and I, it, it stems down to six words. Bucky Irving will not go down. This dude just fights for every single yard. Like he's, It's just constantly dragging guys and just pushing through and making sure that he gets there. Incredible effort on him. I love big effort guys. And this this was a big effort guy in my books. Um, had great, uh, really good strength on him as well. He's able to get those really good, but he gets skinny quite often, which, which allows for him to get these really good bursts um, when he's finding the gaps, which he's really good at as well. I think he's, he, he's got uh, really good receiving stats as well. Um, in 2023, as I say, his yards for carry stats are all just absolutely brilliant. Um, I think his anticipation is superb. I think his uh, footwork is great. He's got uh, incredible duke in his arsenal that he can he can just get around guys really really well. Um, I think his sideline balance is really good when he's when he's having a run down the sideline. He's not going to be your blocking guy. Um he's he's really not much of a blocker at all. You know, 195 pounds, fair enough, you can you can sort of see that. He as I say, he is a really good receiver. I think there could be a little bit more happening in his sort of intermediate passing game. I think that could that could stem to be improved. But I found very little um that I didn't like about this dude. I think if anybody should be proving my uh theory wrong that nobody will go before bishop sankey's 54 um it would be this dude i am super super high on bucky irving so he is a speedy energetic
2: evasive jitterbug yes with pass catching upside now this was my introduction to jackson power johnson Oh baby, I am on that train <laughs> with you, Mark. Oh, Holy I can't wait for that smokes, <laughs> that guy is like—I'm banging. I'm literally going to turn over my podcast table right now. The Steelers should be drafting that guy at center. I'm
4: just going to say, I know, I know, we need to talk about him, but he's my guy. So, yeah. I'm jumping on the
2: train. I'm right. I'm, <laughs> I'm cycling that tandem right behind you. You're yeah, looking behind yeah. you, going, "Why am I suddenly going faster?" It's because I'm pedaling <laughs> with you, man. Absolutely. Jeez, that guy is like Creed Humphrey 2.0. Anyway, we'll get on to him in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen a running back like Bucky Irvin before? I haven't. I, I, I struggle.
4: Yeah, I, struggle I haven't seen
2: him, up. and that's why he's my Red Star. yes, oh, wow. yes, absolute mayhem and chaos. Uh, this guy. I mean, all right. So he's he's slightly ungainly in his style. He looks like he's a bit out of control. He runs like he's falling forward. Like he, he's got a very strange running style. But the, but. The fact that he's falling forward, he, he's like, he's kind of bent at the waist. Like He's running, his arms are around the place, uh, which is weird because he's carrying a ball. But he's got no ball security issues. But it just helps him get extra yards. He squirts through tackles. He's got spins and jukes. He's just—he's a very interesting guy. He's got great lateral burst. I'm not going to repeat all the things you said. Can cut and bounce, but he's got aggressive speed. This jitterbug, this jitterbug style that makes him... It's impossible to tackle. And he looks like a blue bottle. You know, like when you're trying to kill a blue bottle with a fly swat and it's like buzzing around. And That's what he's got. He just gets extra yards. He's got no business getting at all. He doesn't quit. Crazy elusive. It made me think, I don't know if you've seen the, the Charles Bronson movie that was made about a decade ago. And there's a scene where he's he takes all his clothes off in his prison cell and covers himself in like goose fat so that he knows he's going to like beat up a couple of screws. And he doesn't want to be grabbed, so they they slide off him because he's all greased up. That's what he looks like. He looks like he's been greased up, like no one can tackle him. Interesting guy, as you said, three point nine four yards per contact, uh, yards after contact on average. That's on average. That's like one of the top seven hundred and twenty-five yards after contact this year. Six point four yards per attempt. I just think this this is a rare dude and you know we've said you know there's caveats about this whole running back class I agree with you I think I think he's the best one I think that he gives you more than the lines there as long as there's mayhem I think if you if you're running a very tight you know very controlled gap scheme that's very precise it might not work for you if you're running like some kind of zone screen where there's a bit of chaos and there's a bit of you know no one knows exactly where they're supposed to be he would thrive I think he's a top-notch uh, w- running back 1B like Warren is. If you had a 1A hammer like, like Najee to, to plough the gap, I, I, I'm not sure, you know, that, that's what's capping his value slightly. I don't think you want him as a feature back. But then who does that anyway? You know, who does that? Who runs that these days? Even, you know, Steelers have got two. Everyone's got two. But I do think he could be a difference maker. And I think that his, his effort in the past game, his ability in the past game, get him in space, he's gone. Yeah, Bucky Irving, big fan, and I've got him as a I've got him as a priority target. I don't know if it feels weird putting a running back at anything above that value, but I've got him as a priority target. I think I think you do want to you want this guy on your roster.
3: Interesting. So I watched the Washington tape, and to be honest, it was a really tough start for him. When I was watching this tape, first uh, down he's tackled before the line of scrimmage. Second down he drops the ball on a leak out to the out to the flat mm, that. third down. So it was third and 15 kind of got a modest gain of three or four yards. So, uh, yeah, I was just thinking, mm, Oh no, it might be, uh, it, it, you know, another potentially bad back. Having said that, he does look quite slight on tape, but then you start to watch his running style. As you've both said, there's wiggle cuts. It's enough burst. There's broken tackles. He's like trying to stop water, is how I phrased it here, with all the twists and jinks and wiggles. He finds a way to not burst through a gap, but kind of like leak through a gap. If you're like holding water in your hands, that's the equivalent of Bucky Irving's. Like some will just manage to to escape and find the floor. But uh, yeah, overall in the Washington game, 127 yards and a touchdown. The touchdown, first and 10 in the red zone. He put his foot in the ground, lethal cut, ran away from the opponents. So, yeah, I've got him as a, a plus one. So I've got him as a, a sort of a, a potential target. Pass blocking, I would say, forget about it. He gets too high in the tackling and didn't stop the blitzing player at all. Slightly concerned about his size, but equally that's one of his best assets as well in terms of his elusiveness. So, yeah, I can see why you guys like him, definitely.
1: <clears throat> I just want to say, listen to you guys talk, I worry that maybe Marquise got shot thrift from me. <laughs> I'll tell you why. So he's the fourth guy I watch, right? And I put him on and I'm like, I immediately see what you're talking about, right? Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying, but I was like, so here's what I actually wrote. (laughs) My frustration is growing. All these guys are open field, creative runners that lack much of the fundamentals of power that makes a real three down back. I love being great at something, but these are all the same guy. (laughs) He might be the best of the bunch, but at this point I'm struggling to tell.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. That is fair.
1: Now, so a couple of things that I did just note on him. I, I won't go into all the open field stuff because I think you covered that. I, I do think, as you say, I do think he's lacking a bit of power. He, he can't lower the shoulder to gain yards when he's gang tackle. He looks thin, too active and jumping around in the backfield a little bit. Plow forward, young man, is what I wrote. Yeah, he's a chip bug. Yeah, he's that type. Yeah, that's why I get it. Be, and, and I think yeah, it yeah, could be frustrating he, you, know, a, you know, if he, if if he gets swamped
2: behind the line and he's dancing around, some people are not going to like that.
1: Right, and I think this is what I'm trying to say in terms of the conditions in which I'm watching him. Right, where. You know, if he's the first of these four guys that I watch, maybe I come away and go, wow, like, I didn't, you know, I haven't seen anyone else today. And that's the that's the guy that I watched. So, you know, I'll come back to him with fresh eyes a little bit later in the process. And because and, and, I do remember being impressed with a lot of the open field stuff. So so I hear what you're saying. I think at, at this point I was starting <laughs> start to lose the will to live with these kind of guys. Now, I did get saved a little bit later on, but. I do agree with what you've said. I, I I did put him down as a zero because, like I say, I, I I was getting a little bit sick of this. I'm not looking for a guy who's just a jitterbug, a gadget guy. Not that he necessarily will just be that, but I, he was another guy where I'm struggling to see what he's offering. And I'm like, not everybody can be, you know, th- this guy. We, we can't have 18 of these guys entering the league. Some of them are going to fail. Again, not really a criticism of him directly, so take it with a pinch of salt, and I will come back with, with more thoughts. But... Yeah, I, I, t- to me, he wasn't jumping off the screen as much as he seemed to have done for you guys compared to the others. But as he was jumping around the screen, I, I will say though, uh, Matt, the first thing he said rung out to me a lot. I, I did love the effort, especially in the open field when he, when he's got a guy wrapped around him. He's very good at staying on his feet. I saw him run backwards for five paces with a guy wrapped around him at one point. Um, so yeah, I, I, that stuff is all great. Open field stuff. I just I just wanted at this point to see some guys who had some I don't know technical skill behind the line of scrimmage and looked like a running back. You know. I, Please. Mm. I think, I think
2: uh, just to caveat some of my points about the pass game, he's not a great catcher of the ball. He's a body catcher, but it, it, it's the fact that when you get him the ball in space, he's so that's dangerous.
1: That's it. Right. Yeah.
2: You know, he's a weapon. Yeah. yeah. I, I, flats, flats and swing passes, Texas roots, angle roots. That's all there. Uh, can you get him out as a receiver? I don't think he's a root runner. I don't think he's that smooth. I think he's, you know, he's, he's just kind of a, a leak out back that you're going to, you know, dump the ball off in a hurry in, in, into throw into the blitz and then he'll he'll get you a first down plus more.
1: I, I think That's to be fair, again, very similar story for a lot of backs here. Even the ones that are sort of more pass heavy, you know, backs felt like more guys that were good at sort of finding space and zone and and being available for dump offs rather than you know route runners or at least they hadn't really been given the opportunity to do it. There was only one guy that I noted as having any particular skill in route running. The one that looks like a wide receiver.
2: I know the guy, uh, Mark. Uh, what was your rating here?
1: Uh, so I'll, gi- I'll give it
4: a uh, I'll give it a plus one. Um, obviously, along with the red star. I think if the Steelers were struggling for running backs, I would be going plus two pound the table but, uh, for this dude. But as we're not, yeah, I think whoever picks up Mr. Irving is going to have a very very good back on their hands. Indeed. Fifty 56- six. 56 receptions for 413 yards in the receiving game uh by the way for 2023 big numbers
2: BFF, rushing grade of uh, 91.6 10th overall
1: and yet you said mark he he would be your first or he might be the first back taken overall this this just goes to show where we are right now with these backs
4: oh yeah no this is this is how this is just highlighting i think how naff i think this class is that this is this is my favorite dude and i still don't think he might break the uh
1: the set, second the round. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he is 104 on the PFF big board and the consensus big board, he's 87, number five overall in the running back. So, I mean, do you know what I mean? This is what I'm saying. It's very interesting that there's a lot of these guys kind of shoved together, similar styles, similar players, similar skill sets a lot of the time. Have it's, we got the results on the on the PFF draft system? Like how good they
2: are at evaluating these prospects yet? The, the results a, must be in. That's
1: now. a good question. However... It would have changed, so it wouldn't even be accurate because Jeremy Renner used to be in charge of the big board and the draft true. coverage, and he's left. That's true. So it wouldn't even be a consistent uh, test, not right? Sorry, did we get all the numbers? I'm going to go z- zero. I, just, just really not a, not a particular feeling either way, but but that may change. The, the, the one problem this is
2: where the uh, draft system is is not not falling down. But yeah,
1: it, it's creaking.
2: So at value, what does that mean when running backs are? Taken not at value, if you know what I mean, relative to other positions. Do we need to have a conversation about that? Explain
1: that again, sorry.
2: Well, if you take a running back at value, Mm -hmm. are we saying it's effectively like saying you take other other players first because it's a running back or are we, are we just saying if you're saying that yeah we,
1: we can't be yeah obviously we can't yeah. be taking positional value into account yeah, with these tough, grades yeah so yeah. I, again as, as we said at the start when we display, explained it I, I'm really not viewing this as connected to a number you know it, it's about my feeling of them sure okay cool I, I don't right, think at value oh, okay. with any
3: of these players would be anything better than third fourth round realistically
1: right
4: yeah, exactly
3: yeah if you're taking any of these in the first or second round then You've had too much whiskey. Go
1: we home. You've no <laughs> you blown it. Except yeah. maybe for Bucky. But anyway, you blew it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Did we get all the numbers there, Gav? Are we, are we good to go. We did. We are good. Okay. We good to move on. Should we? Let's see. Cats, uh, is there anyone you you I don't want to tread on anyone's toes. You see anyone anyone you're interested in? Or you want to introduce anyone? I think
3: I'm not necessarily interested in him. But I think okay. the the next one we should talk about is uh, Audric Estime from Notre Dame. 6 mm. one um, so this guy is not quite kind of Derek Henry sized um, but he is a big big sort of back style he does have um, a similar kind of type of game he's quite hard to stop once he's in motion um, sort of downhill if you're giving him any downhill room at all between the tackles he's very effective I feel like he is more of a potential red zone power weapon as well does have the ability to kind of pick up blitzes in the passing game. So I think there's potential that he could maybe stay out there for the three downs rather than just be sort of a first couple of downs guy. But that's about as many positives as I have, which is interesting when you consider that he had 2,538 all-encompassing yards over the last two seasons and, and 30 touchdowns. And he is kind of a true bell cow for Notre Dame, which is normally a programme that does tend to like to run the ball. And I think if you were to sort of create a running back, you'd probably pick this sort of frame, this sort of level of power. He, he potentially has got some good weaponry in terms of his, his sort of body style. But I think sometimes he's a little bit too eager. I think there's problems with ball security. There's notable fumbles in key games. Um, I think some development is needed in terms of him as a route runner and a pass catcher to be a reliable three down back. But I think with his kind of power in the pass protection game, I think there's potentially chances for him to do that. I think he's quite a frustrating watch overall because I think he's the guy that should have the most potential but hasn't really lived up to it. And I think he is... Correct me if I'm wrong. Say is he like RB one in this class, or or sort of certainly one of the mm. higher few guys?
1: He's 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 four on the consensus board. So that basically, the, there's a top three on the consensus board that are within like four picks of each other. Then a slight gap to uh, to Aldrich Estime, who we're talking about now. Where is he on the on the PFF board? He is one twelve, just behind Bucky Irvin. So one, two, three, four, five, six on a PFS board.
3: Yeah, because I feel like he's, you know, size, strength, speed. Frame-wise, he's got everything. But just what I'm seeing on tape doesn't necessarily back it up. So,
1: yeah, I mean, the first thing you notice, right? And this guy's 20 years old, by the way.
2: Mm. He
3: he looks like a Terminator.
1: Yeah. If you
2: can picture, picture the Terminator with skin... (laughs)
1: <laughs> you you just notice like this physical presence that he has, right? He's got like this thick, sturdy, very very broad-shouldered kind of a throwback look. this is like a grown man looking dude looks a little bit different out there compared to the guys he stood next to. But but what what intrigued me about uh, Audric Estime out of Notre Dame is is that because I just explained, right? This is this is actually the fifth guy that I watched right after Marquis uh, Mark. And his size, his centre of gravity, his athletic profile offer an intriguing blend of speed and power. And mm. I nearly stood up and applauded him just for the fact that he wasn't just a guy who ran around in space who you had to, you know, manufacture touches for, you know, can we get him as a screen game? Can we find a way to, like, throw a silly Mahomes sideways pass out to the outside on a bubble screen so we can find a way to get in the ball in space? We don't need it with Aldrick Estame because the dude is sneaky fast surprisingly agile. You see multiple hurdles in the middle of the field against Central Michigan and Clemson. I think he's going to test better than people think based on the way he looks. I think people are maybe going to think he's a certain kind of bat that he isn't. But he does have that power to his game. Finally, he's got a great power aspect to his game, I thought. Breaks through arm tackles with ease, great strength in his upper and lower body, Um, formidable runner in in gang tackles. Don't know if you've seen his biceps, but nice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but but this what I want to stress about him is not just a power back not just a wiggle back, not just an elusive back for me this was the first guy that I watched well maybe the second guy but the first guy that I was excited about that I was like this is a guy that's got a little bit of a blend of it all he can change direction, he breaks down he's got, he, 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 uh, he's got some nice creative open field running to his game maybe not like a Marquise but he's got all the other stuff to his game as well, he's a patient runner he's got great vision, I like that he violently attacks any hole, short, choppy steps. He is, and, and I'll tell you what, nice increase in terms of his his, his workload and, and his yards per carry. Um, went for 9.06 in 2022 and then 13.41 in, in 2023. And what you tend to find with a lot of these backs is as the workload increases, the yards per carry come down. Not the case with Audrick Estime, who went up to 6.4 yards per carry in 2023 with a heavier workload. His PFF grade improved by 10 points to 94.2, if you put any credence in that. Uh, 892 yards after contact in 2023, ninth in the nation. Don't know if anybody watched him on the Pat McAfee show. I was watching that for the old vibe check. Enjoyed that. Good good time. Listens to rap and country. Uh, Red Star, please. Red Star. Take that, cats, Eat it.
2: <laughs> i i I'd like to challenge you a little bit, sure sure now, now this guy he 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 is determined he runs with a single focus and he absolutely will not stop like he is running you down in a straight line and he's gonna roll over you but it's kind of like he's like straight ahead power no um i he's very decisive, he's got a great vision for gaps, fights through contact, carries a pile. He's got great inside cutting agility, but I didn't see much other than inside runs. But he's yeah. damn oh, yeah. good at those, sure. damn good at those inside runs. Right, yeah. Not That's, not no versatile, maybe. No, there's, yeah, yeah. Basically, you're getting him for one reason and one reason only that he's an absolute monster between the tackles. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that too. That's what Derrick Henry saying. is. Right, but I just think the picture you painted was that he was like a versatile feature back. So that, let me explain then, I
1: guess, what so I'm looking at it more from a profile perspective, right? And I'm watching all these guys, these creative types, right, the open field types. I suppose you're right. What I should what I should say is that he, he is a through the tackles runner, but when he breaks into the second level, he's got great instincts. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's fair. He's yeah. not I think what when when you describe a back the way you just did, Gab, I think what a lot of people think is He's, he's, the, he's a power back who runs forward for three yards and, and then is stopped and, and doesn't really have any, and will be caught from behind, doesn't have any open field ability. I don't think that's the case with him. I don't think he's a guy that you're trying to get in space for any particular reason. But once he breaks through the line and he's into the second level, I mean, the dude's hurdling, he's spinning, he's juking. He, he's got great change of direction. He's sneaky athletes. Well, it's, all,
2: it's all dead ahead, right? There's right. no yeah. there's no he's, lateral... south. he's a south. He's not south. Yeah. He's just north. There's no south. There's no west or east. It's just (laughs) one way focus. And if you get in his way, he might adjust by like five degrees and get round you.
1: I think you'd be in a little bit, I don't know, i'm like, saying it
2: in a good way yeah sure like, yeah but in the, like the decisive way not like yes yeah. you know he's not a dancer there's no what? dancing in his game at all you know he's just like he's walking straight to the
1: bar and getting the lady he wants with his first chat up line that's what he does but he can i mean he can still break down and and, and juke and, and and change direction on a dime though a little bit i mean i'm you know i'm not i wouldn't say that he's only powering through guys once he breaks into that second yeah level. i say but i i think there's
2: there's an issue that it's hard. He's obviously a man, man body amongst boys mm-hmm. in college, so the projection right. is slightly different to what we see. I'm not sure he's going to get those breakaways that we see on his college tape. Right. There, there's a spectrum here. I think worst case, like his his flaw is he's a big-bodied TD vulture in your running back court. <laughs> Best case is he's night train lane, the Nigerian nightmare type, you know. But somewhere in the middle, there's a range where he ends up being. A kind of Jamal Williams type chain mover, L- you know, leader, physical presence type in a mm-hmm. committee, and that's fine. I- I'd love the Steelers to take this guy. I mean, I- you know, you-, you you take this guy, sit him a year behind Najee, and then you you know, you sh- shake Najee's hand, send him off, and this guy is your ideal replacement. You know, with a Warren backing him up or someone else coming in doing all the other stuff, perfect, Definitely a fit for the Steelers. Imagine him in yeah. uh, Arthur Smith's scheme. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Great I, point actually. I, I, I've got him at value. I, I you know, I'd love to see the Steelers take this guy fifth round, something like that would be perfect.
1: Yeah, I mean if he if he you know, we don't know what's gonna happen with all these guys. If he if he does fall to that kind of level, I'm with you. I mean, I'd be banging the table at that point. I've got him plus one. Uh, ascending for me. But I understand exactly what you're saying, Gav, I think now. I think I've I've heard you what you say. I I agree in terms of the and that's true for all these guys, by the way. Not getting in space as often not going to have the ability to show off what a lot of these guys do the best, but, but but for me with him that's like yeah, but he doesn't just do that, you know what I mean? Like he's got a little bit more to his game, so that's the, why d- the I double him. yeah the double hurdle against Clemson. Oh, I sent you in the, the, the double chat. hurdle! I mean,
2: he looks like Colin Jackson out Stop. there. The rhythm he's got of, of his like following his trail leg was impressive. Do
1: you know? I don't even think that you'd sent that in the chat, but I seen I seen him do. So I, I saw him do one hurdle against uh, who was it? I wrote it down somewhere. The first team that I said. Um, Central Michigan. I saw him uh, do one hurdle. Then later, <laughs> he does another hurdle. I'm like, wow, two hurdles in, in one set? Of, and then he does the same thing in the Clemson game. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the Clemson, he, he he hurdled like about five guys. He hurdled the pile and then he hurdled the tackler. It was, it was, it
1: was beautiful. Anyway, sorry. Uh, Mark, what do you think?
4: Um, I mean, I've got him at value as well. Um, I did enjoy quite a fair bit of what I was seeing. Um, he does have great patience, but I do think... He can show some hesitancy with it. Um, yeah. I, I do think on on occasion it can uh, it can really slow him down. His, his sort of decision making. I I felt like his run style was really, but it almost felt like his head was scraping against the floor uh, with his, his run style at times. <laughs> it was a really it was really odd uh, odd style. Um obviously, you know, helped, helped him. You out. mean forwards, backwards to the side? Well, forwards, yeah, like forward, right, like okay, just, yeah. Yeah, Just a big, yeah, just wanting to get his head down and just run. Just run. Like he's, yeah, exactly, oh, yeah. Oh, it's like, yeah, <laughs> Laser focus. Exactly. Run, Andrik, run. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be great in short. Well, I'd say he's going to be great in um, short yardage um, attempts. But I, there were points where I was thinking... I, he was frustrating me at, at times with some of his, uh, his short yardage plays just not really being able to break through um i can't remember which game it was i watched where he was just not getting through the it was a goal to go and he just uh, couldn't quite get through um it was it was a little bit frustrating but um yeah i mean as you say he's just he's, he's just a go forward bang people out of the way get through carry ball ug sort of uh, sort of guy um who does have a little bit who does have a little bit outside of that. I I get what you're getting outside. Um Rude. but uh <laughs> no I, I I do get that. And, you know, he's another he's another effort guy. He's gonna fight for that extra yardage with his strength that he's that he's got. Um also pretty decent in pass blocking. So yeah, I I have got him at value. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't say no if he's you know, if he's there and you know, we've got the pieces that we need um, and I, I do think he's going to fall pretty far down. Um, he's he seems to have gotten over this issue of fumbling that he had in 2022, where he was fumbling in big time moments, um, which which seemed to be an issue with people. Um, he seems to have got past that in 2023. So uh, yeah, long may that continue. But um, yeah, didn't didn't hate SMA.
2: Big man's got some good hands as well. You don't see much, but when he does catch, he can mm. he can catch it.
4: Yeah, just no real route. Running to his game, no, at no, all, no, really no, no, it's all
2: but, kind of just a straight shot over the middle,
4: yeah.
2: Uh, Kets, I didn't get your grade there. I'm
3: minus one, okay. And I think, I think, <laughs> yeah, all right, Simon. I think, um, <laughs> Mark's first comment, I had something very similar. I had slow getting to line of scrimmage, I don't think it's a patient factor, a patience factor. He just isn't an explosive runner over the short initial get off. I agree with That's a lot true. of what all of you have said. Once he gets to the line of scrimmage, fine. It's like a steamroller, get the hell out of his way. But at the next level, my only concern is, is he going to be that quick with his first kind of three, four steps, then hit the line? And is it patience? Is it vision? Is it maybe just a lack of initial burst? Because there's some of these guys in this class that get to the line of scrimmage and they're past the linebackers before the linebackers have even worked out that it's a run play. He doesn't necessarily have that to his game. But when he is up to speed, He's got that big, powerful body, big, powerful frame, and he can get past people and bulldoze them, hurdle them, whatever he does, as, as you know, size said. So maybe I'm a bit harsh with that minus one. Maybe out value would be more fair, but um, that's just the way I watched the tape, I guess.
1: Yeah, fair. Thanks. Don't let me influence you. I will say his burst impressed me, man.
2: For a big guy, yeah,
1: yeah, yes, yeah. Obviously, not you know <laughs> across the entire class, but but for the guy that you know, because I, I turn it on, like I say, the first thing I notice is his, his physical imposition, right? How bolt, how uh, broad-shouldered he looked, and just the size profile. And then he I looks saw like him. an Olympian, doesn't he? Yeah, like a,
2: like a Greek warrior.
1: I saw him just kind of burst through that first hole with with a certain amount of acceleration I just didn't see coming, and I, I was in. I was like, okay, this this is uh, this is the fun I've been looking for, you know. He, uh, yeah, i mean, I mean Anyway, we've spoken enough about uh, Andrik Estime. We can move on. What, but the, I, the only the only issue I've got with him yeah. is his name, Andrik Estime.
2: Andrik Andrik is a very odd word. And then you're watching the you're watching the cut up, and it's like. Estimate, 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 estimate. Start to get this weird bleaching effect, and it takes me back to like uh, Cities of Gold as a cartoon in the 80s where the main character was called Esteban, and they just said Esteban all the time. And I was like, oh, this is doing my head in. So that's going to annoy me. That's the only thing. It's going to annoy me in the
1: in the, uh, in the NFL coverage. It's, but apart from that, love the guy. It's funny you say that because there was one guy in this class whose name being repeated started to really annoy me.
2: <laughs> right. Okay. <Well, laughs> I know who that is. It, yeah, well, it was Estimate for me. <laughs>
3: Uh, all right. Quick yeah, quick sense check on Gavin not showing his age and then referencing an 80s cartoon <laughs> during the show. I'm um, 80s. That. So, you know, <laughs> no. you know 80s
1: okay. cartoons, that's my warehouse. All right. You know about Masters of the Universe, you? Are you familiar with he Of course. You like the new things or no? What's the new things? All the, all the, the Kevin things? Smith stuff on Netflix, all the new Masters of the Universe. Oh, stuff. I've not heard. I've oh, really? really? i down for that. Oh, well, I'll check that out. out. Check that out. Okay. Oh, wow. Didn't I
2: bring up Masters of the Universe recently? Oh, on this maybe. I, I don't know. Do you know what? What I was talking about there, the um what was I talking about? Uh, Lost cities of gold. Have no, of no, 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 that needs to be made into a film or some kind of other thing. But all right, we're we're sidetracking. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right, I'll take one. I'll go because you you guys. This is what it says about the running class. I mean, you guys were flying around the big the big board here. I go back to the top of at least PFF's big board, number three on the consensus board, uh, and that is Jonathan Brooks. Uh, out of texas the guy we mentioned earlier coming in after the two guys khalil herbert and Bijan, were taken last year out of texas roshan johnson who did i say khalil herbert oh that's sorry that's the guy he was replacing in chicago my bad i said uh, that twice on this show now because i said it earlier yeah. yeah.
4: didn't even replace uh, okay. him he's now with him
1: well yeah you know what i mean <laughs> um god it's bad when i'm not even remembering the names of my guys david
4: montgomery is who he replaced
1: yeah jonathan brooks uh, out of Texas, 6 foot, 202 pounds, I've got him listed at. Solid size and build, big strong back. You could argue he could maybe add a little bit of weight for his style, but I, th- I think he runs He runs strong. Here's what I've got for his skill set. Uh, patience and vision. Plays a patient running style like like Le'Veon Bell did, I felt. Good vision and anticipation, both behind the line of scrimmage and after the, after the reception when he has running lanes. Uh, pauses, assesses, bursts forward. I know we say that about a lot of running backs. I thought that was particularly prevalent for Jonathan Brooks. He really did remind me behind the line of scrimmage of kind of the choppy footsteps that Le'Veon Bell used to take. But then
2: accelerates, right? After yes. The,
1: yeah. yeah, absolutely. The, the, the burst forward is a little bit more than Le'Veon Bell had. Change of direction looks great in open space. You know, regularly makes the first man miss in the open field with a quick cut. Can juke a guy out of his boots. Excellent getting north and south after one cut. Uh, runs a lot of wide zone stuff but also kind of likes to run power between the tackles so I think he is a bit more of a versatile back multiple examples of him powering through gang tackles and shoving off defenders uses his size well the 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 one kind of I put this you know I've been using the little green yellow red light system the one reason i had like kind of yellow on the skill set looks slightly laborious in his movement compared to some of the other faster backs I can't envision that he's going to have major home run speed, but that's similar to what Le'Veon Bell was like. He has that burst, that short area burst and quickness is great. I don't know that he has solid, like straight line build up speed. I think sometimes that can be a little bit overplayed in terms of a running back, uh, especially in the NFL where the key is, is moving the chains. But, you know, as, as for the for the impressive lateral agility that he has, I don't think that he's going to be like an amazing tester for what it's worth. I think he reads behind the line of scrimmage, very impressive. So his football IQ is all there. contributes as a pass blocker and a three in a three down roll. So he's got a leg up there. O- overall, I would say that Jonathan Brooks, to me, until I got to uh, Andre Estime, was the closest thing I, I had to a kind of a versatile, well rounded jack of all trades back who, who I still felt leaned a little bit more to the open field in terms of where he was comfortable. Yeah, But I thought that he did a little bit of the stuff behind the line of scrimmage better than the guys that I watched after him. So he was kind of my, until I got to estimate the number one guy on the list. I'll just say lastly, he's 20, he's a junior. So I think he does a lot of these things quite well already. That's a plus. I don't know that he has the potential to be like the biggest, the fastest, the strongest back, but I think he has the potential on the upside to be the back out of this class that does all those things above average quite well, and he becomes that guy who you maybe see as a three down back in the NFL. (laughs) He's quite refined, isn't he? Yes, exactly. Yeah, for a twenty-year-old, yeah,
2: he looks like a refined back. He's quite smooth. He's he, he's a bit of a long strider, which sometimes you see a long striding back, and you think, okay, they've got no burst, but he has got the burst, so mm. that that's kind of cool. Most of the things you've said here, uh, what was it? Uh, does he get extra yards through contact? That's that's one of my big questions. Mm-hmm. He get he seems to get stopped at the first hit. Um, he's got he's got decent leg drive to get through tackles yeah. and he's got good good balance and quick feet, but he doesn't doesn't seem to like punch through a hole. So I'm not sure he's he's that guy. I I think he's perfect zone Shanahan style guy, right? Um, and you know if if Arthur Smith wants to come in and play outside zone, this is this is potentially your guy. Great vision, decision making, explosive playability, and you know you're not you're not asking him necessarily to be the bowling ball guy. Uh, straight into the pins between the tackles, a lot, a lot of breakaway TDs. I don't know if you watched the Kansas game, but he looked like he looked like peak Adrian Peterson in that game. I mean, that was an awesome game. Forty-three point four breakaway percentage, four hundred and ninety-four breakaway yards, six six point one yards per attempt, ninety-one point nine PFF rushing grade, eighth overall with all the snap minimum guys. I think he's good. I think he's a really, really good back. I just not not just not quite in that first round value. I think yeah. I think he I think I think personally Jonathan Brooks could be a second round back in this class. I think he could be the first back taker. I agree. I think I think a team might look at him and go, they see might see a little bit of Dalvin Cook. They might they might go, Yeah, this is a guy that you can base like an outside running, you know. It, you, know you imagine that zone that zone scheme where the line all runs one way, he takes it. And he either cuts outside of the whole line, or he cuts inside back and goes the other way, and he's gone, and he's just got a touchdown. He's got that in his locker, so I think I think there's value there. But I've got him at value because I, I do think it's scheme specific.
1: Yeah, I have also, to be fair, maybe you know, sounded very positive that I, I also have him at value. I think middle of day two value is is very reasonable.
4: I've got two big concerns with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, all, all, everything you said there is absolutely, absolutely true. I, I think he's, I think he's a very, very good running back. My two major concerns are the injury, um, the injury history is particularly mm-hmm. the fact that he tore his ACL in November. Um, and, and it's his sample size. Like he, has played yeah. 22 games yeah. in, in college.
1: I mean, one year as a starter here. And...
4: Exactly. Yeah. And now he's decided line. to go in. He is, he's is a guy who really, he, he really should be going back for one more year. I, th- I think this dude should be at, yeah. getting over this injury, going back to Texas for one more year, really improving his stock and coming in in 2025. I think it's just, I think it's just too I, early for him. Like I he's, think he's got um, all the great, yeah, as you say, he's got some really good qualities. Like he's he's got some great strength. He, he knows um, he, he's got really decent footwork. Um, I think he's a nice receiver. I think you know. I think he bounces off tackles really well. I think his anticipation's good. But I I'm just concerned that he's just jumping into this too soon. I really am.
1: I think you, I can't knock him for it because I think with especially with running backs, when you've got an ACL tear like that, and it's one of these injuries that's going to be healed by the time the NFL rolls around, but then you go, if you go back to college, that happens again. I mean, all of a sudden, you may become undraftable.
4: I get that. It's a bit of a double-edged so sword, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You, do, you go back and that happens, then obviously, yeah, it's all done. But I just don't know. I, I could understand, you know wanting to come in if you've still, if you've got like 50 or 60 games under your belt, but 22 games, like, uh,
1: I don't yeah, know. He's betting on the rising tide of the Texas kind of running back room and... Yeah.
4: Is that a bit, I don't know. I, I, I've, this is the thing, I've still got him at value. That That's how much yeah. I highly rate the good sides of, the good side of him. I think he, you know, those injury concerns aside and everything, he might have ended up being my red star, but I'm just too concerned with like... Maybe I am too concerned with what his injury concerns and his uh, his limited uh, sample size are given, but yeah, I think
2: the thing to consider as well is running backs obviously don't get paid, you know some of them don't get paid. so hmm. what he's may be thinking is I put enough together here to get drafted. I'm not going to be the first running back drafted, but I can put it together. I'm still young, there's a chance I'll, I'll get that second contract somewhere so i I don't hate the decision i think it's slightly different for running backs in the landscape of what's going on
1: yeah if i was a running back and i'd put together any you know any draftable level of starting production and i was a junior i'd be coming out
2: yeah exactly you you, you've done enough to get drafted that's all you need yeah yeah, running backs aren't going in the first round you just need to get drafted get onto a roster and 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 start competing and then maybe there's a chance you get paid Yeah.
1: yeah Yeah, and at 20 years old, I mean, he's he's in that good position. So, right. like I say, I cannot knock the uh, the decision
2: at all. Teams will look at the, the usage and go, well, he's only really had one
1: year because Bajoran and Rochon were there. So, you know, we might we might be able to, we, we might pay him. You know, yeah. we yeah, might yeah. pay him. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, Mark. I mean, from the team's perspective, you'd love to have, you know, a bit more security in, in knowing that he's he's put this together for two years and that he's developed a bit further. Uh, but I, just from his perspective, I, I totally get why these running backs are making these decisions now.
4: I, I don't know how far along he is with the with the injury. I don't know if he's going to be at the combine or if it's just going to be a little bit longer before he has to. Yeah, it, I, I'd like that. I, I should really look that up, really. But uh, um, yeah,
2: well, running backs gets injured, don't they? It's the, that's the position, you know, I, I, I don't think it's the same knock as it would be on a wide receiver the fact that he's injured going into the season and he's expected to come back before the season I, I think it's okay. The tapes out there we can see what he do as long as he's as long as the medicals check out I think it's there's there's another guy in this class that's, that's got more injury concerns that I'd be more worried about. But.
1: Uh catch Jonathan Brooks what do you reckon?
2: Yeah, just to round out on Brooks
3: 1139 yards with 600 yard games I think that's that's worth noting. The other point I had is kind of football IQ slash instincts. So what I mean by that is when a ball is either fumbled or comes out for whatever way, and there's a couple of examples of this on tape, Brooks has the ability to sense what's happening, get to the ball or pick the ball up and try. And there was a good example against Alabama. It was a tush-push, basically. Ball came out. Brooks picked it up, took the ball round to the left, and actually followed a block that was, I think, one of his receivers on the outside, and developed that play enough to get over for a first down. So he had really excellent instincts. But uh, yeah, I agree with a lot of what you guys have said, and I'm kind of at value as well as a as, as a prospect. I think kind of day two, he'd probably be all right. I should think overall.
2: Wow, consensus at value. Mm. That's
3: exciting. It
1: makes it? sense. I mean, it makes sense. I, I really think it makes yeah. sense for him specifically. Uh, Gav, would you like, I'm going to make a quick dart to the bathroom, but would you like to start and introduce the next? Uh, Absolutely.
2: Fellow? Sure. I'm, I'm going to go to uh, another orange team, uh, Will Shipley out of Clemson. 5'11", 210 pounds. This is a uh, speedy white three down dude that is truly an asset in the past game. This is the guy I was referring to earlier that's, Looks kind of like a receiver in a lot of ways. One, he's a one-cut dude, and he makes really aggressive, sharp breaks. And he's definitely got that kind of shake and bake style, you know? Like he'll—you're never quite sure which way he's going to go—and can make a guy miss. And that—that's his skill. Yeah. If, if, if you take nothing away else, that's what he does well. He's—he's sh- got the shake and bake. He—he looks a little bit like Eric Decker to me, like a physical slot receiver rather than a running back. Doesn't mean. He can't succeed as a running back, but he's got this kind of dual threat. Speed to get to the outside. It's not necessarily breakaway speed, but he's got the acceleration and the explosion. He's just very fleet-footed with aggressive wiggle, good vision, good contact balance. But ultimately, like Simon was saying earlier, this is a guy you want to get in space. I mean, you, you, I, I, you can just see this guy's going to have success in the screen game, in sweeps. Uh, like an absolute rack monster, but he's not like a little slight dude. he's, he's got some strength to his game. Um, I don't know if you saw the Florida State game. He ran a, a, the, one of the sweetest Texas routes I've ever seen. If you, if you know what that is, it, it looks like a slant, but it's run by the running back from the running back position. So he starts like you know, I form or sidecar next to the running uh, next to the quarterback, runs out to the tight end or the tackle, and then and then slants back in. It was so crisp. That, that's what made me think of Eric Decker, that one play. Uh, definitely not shy of contact, prepared to put his head down, run into trouble, decent in pass protection. It's not great, though. His frame's not quite there to, like, hold up against better blitzers, but it, it it's there. It's not bad. Not a pile mover, not going to physical much after contact. Some issues with ball security, like, he... he his running style—if you've seen any any given Sunday when L. L. Cool J is running with the ball <laughs> tucked under it—that's this guy. Like he runs like that all the time. He never ever does the over under. Seven fumbles in two seasons, but that's really the major knock. Like he 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 just needs to be slightly contained, slightly finessed. Had a few injuries, non-surgical knee injury in twenty three, but I'm not. I don't care. I like this guy uh i i've actually got him as a plus 1 priority target for a running back because i think what he does in the past game you can you can use him you could draft him and and he's not just going to be you know your third down running back waiting for an injury this guy's going to come in and, and contribute you can you can design schemes for this guy he's a, he's a real gadget weapon but if in a pinch if your your feature back goes down you you can run the ball with him so i, I think he's an interesting prospect can, can you know? i
3: can I caveat the hell out of that, Gav, please, if I may? Yes. He, as much as he is a passing weapon, he is so ineffective in the blocking game, in, in pass protection, you may as well just let your quarterback be steamrolled. He is just, there's there's some real examples on play where he's, he's lost reps to not necessarily like the big guys coming at him, but the safety blitzes that have come at him And the QB has been put under real threat, resulting in the QB sort of having to waste the ball, essentially. I agree with what you said in terms of his running game. He is a guy that is going to need gaps created for him and potentially pretty sizable gaps as well. Because I think if he has any contact, he's he's going down pretty much straight away. There are some nice kind of runs up up the middle of the open field, but that's more when a linebacker is blitzed through the wrong hole. And found himself kind of out of the play, which has then meant that uh, that Shipley can kind of get upfield. He did beat up on Duke in one of the games this year, 114 yards. But the rest of his production was only 827 yards. So if you take 114 out of that, you're talking a kind of low 700s in production combined with a knee injury. He's not really a scat back. He's not really a downhill runner without huge gaps being created for him. Outside the numbers, okay, I'm fine with that. But given the fact he can't block effectively, I was just really kind of disappointed. I think his landing spot is really key. One kind of positive to his game is his kick returning. I think he has some Mm. potential value as a special teams guy. 200 kick return yards on seven returns. So I think he has special teams value, but... Overall, I was quite disappointed. I I was almost kind of minus two at one point, but I think when when I add back the the kick return ability, you know, if he played for someone like the Chiefs, he would have a ridiculous career and be really good, and Mahomes would get the hell out of you know get really good uses out of him. Uh, You know, if he's not landing in the right team, he could be a bust. He could be a guy that he just fails, and you don't really hear a lot about him. With that blocking, given that he's a Sort of passing down specialist, you almost look at him. Is he a receiver rather than a running back? I, I can see why you you've kind of yeah. come up with that kind of comment. But if you draft him as a receiver, fine, I'm happy with that. You don't have to. I think to... I think
2: he's he's there's another guy that I'm going to get onto much later that that fits that bill. But he's mm. he's a weapon rather than a running back, right? I think yeah. So why and maybe he... you do want him as your third running back and 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 kick returner. I, I can I can buy that. I could see that.
3: Yeah, uh, I, I could it... see him as a, a deep receiver or or a kick returner but i think clemson's a weird offense it runs out of a kind of two back look there's a lot of motion there's all sorts going on behind the line of scrimmage if you had a more generic offense would he be more of a receiver than a back
2: i think he's, i think he's a half he's a h back you know he's that he's that in the uh, what do they call it a sniffer a sniffer back you know he's he's that guy you've got your running back <laughs> You've got your running back to one side. And you've got your sniffer, who's like not on the line, not a wide receiver, and not a running back. Just like looks like a kind of wing position. That's that's his role, like Demetric Felton.
1: Yes, yeah, you know that kind of guy. But he does it really
2: well. I think he's better than Felton.
1: I, I like this guy. It's a good. Yeah. I, like, I like that. I like that comp to sort of bring to mind the kind of player. that's a good one. I, I, uh, I this is kind of what I. I don't know. Don't necessarily know all of what you said, Gav, As I, as I ran off at the start, but. Yeah, my struggle with watching Shipley was really just trying to decide if he was a running back at all. <laughs> mm. uh, you know, I, I just very I echo a lot of what Ket said in terms of the concerns, but I, I just couldn't quite decide. And then I think I ultimately did decide that he isn't, and that really he's. I could see him being more of a gadget piece, a kick returner, as you said, Ket. I wrote down who maybe would fight for offensive snaps with his passive game ability. But but even there, I mean, yeah, he's offering a lot of upside. The, I mean he wasn't used like crazy, right? I mean, he's not... I don't know that he's got the production to say, like, yeah, he's going to slot in as our wide receiver three today because, he, you know, I mean... I, no, he's not a wide receiver. No, yeah, he's a hybrid. certainly not. He's a hybrid. Yeah, I, and... Yeah, I don't know. I, I was I was out on him to be like, if we're doing an in and out, I, I didn't love it. Just a thin-looking guy, doesn't pack a ton of power, but then he doesn't really even make the first guy miss very often. I'm I saying he's got the, the shake and bake down. That's, you think? That's his- yeah, shake and bake. If not, he gets not, down um, the sideline, he seems to have a lot of. I mean, I love his. Obviously, you know, the speed down the sideline, the, the the acceleration, the burst. Great. But, yeah, I just don't know. I don't know what you do with this guy. I don't want to have to deal with trying to get him into space and looking at his sad little face on the bench. I don't want to do it. <laughs> he is a guy you need in space.
2: <laughs>
3: you need That's... a genius offensive coordinator and a decent line for this guy, and he'd be fine. But, in, okay. you know.
2: Equally, I, I
3: would have been out as well, Stai. I
1: oh, can, can I also get a quick check? What race is this dude? Because his picture looks very white. But then when I was watching him play, he didn't look that white. So I was like, is he white? <laughs> I think he's yeah. white.
2: <laughs> maybe, he's, maybe he's Latino.
1: Oh, perhaps.
3: <laughs> I don't think it's our place to decide, boys. Carry on. No, no probably not. No,
1: I, I just wanted, I just really wanted to know if anyone else had a clear in... view on that.
4: I don't know. No, not really.
1: <laughs> so uh, am I
4: Team Gav or am I Team Ketz in terms of uh, which way to go with Will Shipley? I think Louis Walsh said it best on the X Factor many years ago. This show, this show is all about fun, and you are fun. <laughs> I had a lot of fun watching Will Shipley. I've got to say, you. as you say, from the mo, from straight away, you see a very effective kick returner. I was uh, he, uh, the first kick I saw him return. He's he's taking it for about sixty odd yards. I'm thinking, oh, hello, who's this dude? Okay. I, I, yeah, I just had a lot of fun watching him. Like I thought he had, uh, as you say, some nice, if not elite, nice speed. Um, I thought his footwork was nice. I think his anticipation was great. Um, I, as you say, the receiving threat that he can be. Uh, I, I think he has. I think he has got a very good receiving game to him. I, I didn't have the same concerns. Uh, I think you guys did, but maybe I need to. I don't know. I watched a fair bit of Shipley, but maybe I should watch a bit more in terms of yeah whether to decide whether he's a receiver or a back. I'm not sure. I do think the only time I'm not having fun watching him is when he's in the red zone. Um, I think he's very ineffective in the red zone, especially as a back in, in that situation. I don't think he's he lacks the power to get that sort of extra yardage in there. I, I don't think he's going to be that sort of guy.
2: It's, um, it's, not, it's, a, it's a funny one because he's not shy of contact. He's not he? shy, he's, no, but he's
4: just not got it in him to get through no. there.
2: He's not physical.
4: No, no, he's not physical. And that shows in the blocking as well. He is is a weak blocker. As you said, Gav, his ball security is a bit of an issue. Maybe that's part of the fun. I don't know. Maybe it's it's a weird one. Um, But yeah, I I had a surprising amount of fun. I wasn't expecting a lot going into watching Will Shipley. Um, And he was one of those guys that just sort of, really kept my attention I was like, oh, okay, yeah, what, what's he going to do here? That's I, what I was
2: like. I was yeah. like, I need to watch another game. I need to watch yeah, another game. Yeah, that's
4: what I did. I was just like, I've got to keep watching and then I got to when he played uh, Miami and uh, that was a bit of a bad game for him. That's when I sort of, uh, sort of stopped from there. But um, yeah, everything I saw before there, I was just like, actually, this dude could could Really, do some nice things. I do think I do agree with Ketz. I think he's got to be in the right uh system. Will Shipley, you are a San Francisco 49er, I think. Yeah, <laughs> that's the team that could probably get the best out of this dude. But Can you imagine if he was
2: the Steelers' third running back, though, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Like the kick returner, you could get him, get him out there on the kind of Calvin Austin plays doing jets and screens. Yeah, but and we've stuff got and- Calvin
4: Austin for that, but true, true. but. I yeah, I wouldn't hate it, and I've I've actually got him as a plus one as well. To be fair, so yeah, I, I wouldn't hate that. But um, yeah, I just I just had a lot of fun watching him. A, a surprising amount of fun watching him.
2: I think as a pure runner, he's he's a kind of one cut guy, isn't he? He's like he'll get the ball, make one cut, and then he's gone. And 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 maybe he'll try and shake and shake and bake a guy, but he's not got any wiggle or any kind of angle there's, moves. There's
4: no sort just... of double moves with him or anything like that. No, no, but, uh, no, no. Yeah. no, no. Uh, sorry, what was your grade? Sorry?
1: My grade was a minus one on Will Shipley. Okay. Can I just uh, interrupt us for breaking news? Uh, Steelers nice. expected to hire Tom Arth for passing game coordinator role. Tom Arth? That's not good. <laughs> the Steelers expect to hire former Los Angeles Chargers assistant coach Tom Arth, A-R-T-H figure, uh, A R T H, forget, As in a passing game role. Uh, he was the passing game specialist for Brandon Staley in Los Angeles. Great.
3: We've never hired a coach called Arth. Arth?
1: That's just... Oh, Arth. There you go. Oh, he's been hired as the team's quarterbacks coach officially. Officially, the quarterbacks coach. Yes,
2: not passing game coach. Quarterbacks yeah. coach. Okay. That's an
1: update from Jerry Dulac uh, in, the, in, the, in recent minutes, conflicting so with su- the report. Yeah, Sully Sully has sullied himself. Dulac, by... is, Dulac notes the team is still determining a role for Mike Sullivan.
4: Yeah, he will be back. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. So.
2: All right. Interesting okay. update. So he's not sullied himself by taking the OC job. Good. No, no one should lose the job for doing a, a team up. a favour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's just right. Yeah. that feels Okay. Do are we, are we, are we finish on the um, running back version of Eric Decker? Yeah. Okay. All Who's right.
4: Next? Oh, you we do, do have a wide receiver coach as well, by the way. I didn't, did you mention him? Yes. Uh, former Jets assistant, Zach Azani is the uh, new wide receiver coach. So sorry to anyone who wanted Heinz Ward. We've got this dude.
3: <laughs> you lost me at Jets assistant. Yeah, <laughs> that's not right. going to win us a Super Bowl, is it? Jets assistant coach. Jesus.
4: Yeah,
2: you don't know no. Ah. Okay, Mark. I think you're up with our next running back here. Let's 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 tick along. Come on.
4: Okay. Let's. Uh, shall we go to? Sh- shall we talk about what you were sort of briefly talking about last week, Gav? Shall we go to the stutter? Shall we go to Mr. Okay. Trey Benson out of Florida okay. State? university. Oh,
1: we, we finally get the consensus top 3 out of the way. Thank you.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I thought yeah, I thought let's bring it back up to the to this stuff. 61223. I've got him down. Um FSU formerly of uh, Oregon. As Gav briefly mentioned last week, um he was having a having a good laugh about the um the weird running on the spot that <laughs> uh, some of the guys are doing. And uh, this would be your culprit here. So um, started uh, o- man. Yeah, started at Oregon as a three-star uh, recruit. Had a severe knee, knee injury in 2020. And hey, uh, wait,
2: severe is 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 underplaying. Yes, yeah, that is underplaying. His his knee was absolutely ruined. Blew it out. It was an ACL and MCL, mm. both meniscuses and a tendon. I don't I don't know what was left of Jeez. his knee after yeah. that. I mean, it was serious. It's
4: the cast just- Yeah, exactly. Yeah, barely that. Um, Transferred to Florida State in 2022. 12 games, 969 yards, 141 carries, nine touchdowns. And then, yeah, his junior year this year, uh, 13 games, 906 uh, yards on 156 attempts, 14 touchdowns. Um, Second team, all ACC honours in both 2022 and 2023. I quite enjoyed... Watching this dude, the uh, weird running on the spot aside, um, I thought his uh, acceleration and pace were were excellent. Um, I really, en- I really enjoyed his footwork. I thought that was great. Um, I thought his receiving uh, game was really good as well. I thought we had really steady hands on that. Seems to have a bit of variety as well to, uh, to his game. He seems to be lining up in various different positions across uh, the line of scrimmage and in the backfield. So um, yeah, showing some uh, versatility there. Um, like the way he was shedding tackles as well. So um, yeah, there was a lot to like about his game. Obviously, that injury is a massive concern. Whether you know, he he, he seems to have bounced back from it quite well. But you know, there is uh, there is a little bit of a worry that you know anything could like that could happen again. It, you know, his knee could be one bad shot away from his career being over. Does have occasional issues finding finding the gap. I find, found does have power to his game, but not like amazing strength. I don't think he's, he's not, he's not um, blessed with the uh, truly brilliant strength. I don't think he's the most effective blocker either. Um, but, uh, and yeah, despite the fact that he's very, he's um, lining up in various dis- different positions, I thought his route, his uh, route tree was fairly limited. Um, surprisingly limited, I thought, but I did really like him. Like I've got, I've got him as an at value because I don't, I don't love him to the extent that I loved um, watching Bucky Irving or you know anything like that, but yeah, I, I think this guy is probably one of like probably top three of these backs that I watched. I, I was, I was a big fan, as you say, running on the spot. Aside,
1: uh, Gav, I want to ask you something, Go. because I, you hate my comps, <laughs> famously. Okay, um, but do you know what? Do you know what this guy reminded me of and, and why I think I didn't really like him as a prospect? He had a little bit of Rashad White energy to me.
2: <laughs> He's... Oh, that's funny, because I've got a different Rashad White comp. Oh,
1: okay, that's good. You know <laughs> you? Usually like de- it's like dead water as soon as I drop a, a comp, so I avoid it. But I just was very like... I just don't like this type, as you remember from our Rashad White conversation. Just a very kind of upright, taller back, who doesn't really possess the necessary power for his size, but somehow seems to rack up yardage over volume. I, I For me, like he... He strikes me as a guy who would, you know, he's probably got very nice highlight tape because once he gets into the open field, he, you know, it's interesting. He, he's got a weird running style and he almost doesn't cut, I thought. Like he once he's past the line of scrimmage, he runs with this like kind of smooth, bendy kind of weaving around. He's not like got a quick cut or start stop ability when he does try, he has to take extra steps. And that kind of reminded me of like the Rashard White energy. They're, they're not really running backs. They're like big planks of wood that just like kind of plow forward, but with like, uh, but not not with power, with like speed and acceleration. You know,
2: it's interesting you say that yeah, he had on. a 488 breakaway yards on 156 attempts. Breakaway, by the way, is a rush of more than 15 yards. He was second in the nation, only to Ollie Gordon of Oklahoma State, who's going to be a high drafted back next year, probably second behind Trevion Henderson. Mm. So this this was a guy that could could break away in college.
1: Right. Yeah. But that's but so do do you know what I mean by when I say that he had this kind of like style where he, I would describe him as as somewhat elusive, right? He has sufficient size to seek out contact, but his preference on most runs is to bounce off defenders rather than lower the shoulder. But the way that he curves around edges, the way that he even runs in the open field, it's not like the other guys that I watched that were these creative types. He's like a. He's taking like a strange bendy route, like it's a micro machines track. He's running backwards sometimes when he needs to, which actually works kind of well for him. But I just worry that in the NFL, that's not going to translate.
2: I, I yeah, I, I found him a tough eval to be honest.
3: Yeah, I think I, 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 I think I was the same guy. I was gonna say,
2: like in terms of
3: his his play, I agree with what you said. Like si. he doesn't fully play to his size. I think that's mm. a big frustration. He's very inconsistent. Like, he doesn't have the ability to get natural first downs, either on short fields or heavy packages. He gets knocked down quite a lot in the open field. He tends to, if he's going to do well, he will follow a blocker and kind of direct blockers. Imagine, like, Mahomes is directing receivers. Well, this guy's kind of doing it with blockers as he, as he goes along. Mm. It's, it's just the consistency. He either gets two yards or. Eight to ten yards. There's not much kind of natural penetration when it comes to the line, despite the size. Um, there's kind of missed handoffs and fumbles on tape against the uh, against Duke with him in the quarterback. I, I don't know. It's he's, he's a weird... I think, Gavin, you said it was a weird eval, and that's 100% right. He falls forward well. He's patient. But I think, again, it's landing spot is pivotable. He's, he's best as a downhill runner, but he'll need a good line to run behind. Lots of wiggle... The weird right. joke on the so, spot thing. It's not ask, every play. Oh,
1: sorry. sorry Either guys. do
3: it every play or don't do it. It's, it's annoying. I don't know. C- can I,
1: don't can know. I ask you just on the wiggle comment, kids? So this is where mm. I want to dive back into what wiggle is, right? Because <laughs> let's, let's open up the wiggle conversation again, which I don't think we ever really came to a conclusion on in the original show. But uh, what is wiggle? Because for me, this is an example of a guy who has zero wiggle. This is a guy who instead mm. of wiggling, like turns like a dump truck like so, <laughs> I, I'm really struggling to describe this. It doesn't feel like anyone's like picking up on what I'm saying. Like it's, it's well, there's different wide... kinds of wiggle. You've got sharp, aggressive
2: wiggle. Right, that's or, what like, he is. Compact, compact, tight wiggle. Like I think the ultimate wiggler was LaShawn McCoy, who just had that
1: like angular, like like a like a zigzag kind of right. zigzag so, through. This guy doesn't have yeah, that. There's no, there's no angular. There's no zigzag. There's no tight space. That's what I guess. that's what I'm trying to say. It's all very rounded. It's all very—he runs three steps forwards and three steps sideways to go around a corner. You know, it looks like a like a car track rather than a a tight cut or a tight turn. So that's where I am in terms of the, the wiggle because in my mind wiggle is these guys that get to the get to the, the would-be tackler kind of break down quick cut like a, like a cornerback breaking down to turn around with the hips but breaks down and has that quick cut to the left quick cut to the right maybe runs a move maybe a juke a spin that to me is that, like that, where the wiggle that, comes in that, that, that's what this is, this is
2: where we define wiggle in this maybe this is going to end up into the, uh, the wiggle song next year but you know you've got you know you've got the jitterbug wiggle where yeah. it's like total but then you've also got the estimate kind of just you know, five degrees that way, run past three degrees that way. And it's very subtle wiggle, like a finesse wiggle. This guy doesn't have any of that. Agreed. But what I tell you, what he does have is if you were, if I, if I was designing, okay, like I'm going to design an avatar for myself to walk around in the metaverse. I'm going to make it look like this guy. I mean, what an evenly distributed frame, like absolutely perfect body in terms of like, I'm going to make like a superhero. He looks, this guy's got that. I mean, it's not a playstyle comp at all but do you remember like how how lev bell looked in a steelers uniform that kind of like jacked up frame mm. looks like absolutely like a sportsman like it, it's all there's nothing like you know he hasn't got a big butt or big shoulders or you know it's just everything's in proportion mm. that's this guy like he he is absolutely perfectly formed but he's not a thumper like right? yeah. and he doesn't have the moves to make a guy miss but he is tough
1: to bring down I don't know. It's it's weird. I, I can I be honest? I think if, if he was a quarterback, I'd be saying that his technique's bad. I think because he's a running back he gets away with it because in college he can kind of just sprint like a gazelle into the open field sometimes. I think he's got bad technique and I don't think he'll be a good running back. Minus two. Minus two, you're saying bust. Uh I've I've need? decided do you know what it is? I didn't even know about the completely busted out knee and that's pushed me over the edge.
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, the knees are concerned. I I I went minus one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a translatable thing. Sorry,
3: Kits. Yeah, I went minus one. I now disagree, having watched some tape live on the podcast now as I'm watching it. He is a weaver, not a wiggler. I disagree with my own wiggle comment. You know what I mean
1: about the word? Weave is a good word. Yeah, Mm. yeah,
3: yeah. You've either got weave or wiggle. This guy's got weave. Weave or wiggle.
1: He's (laughs) nailed it.
4: What what I've determined from all that is that, Gav, you're going to be doing a bit of a Roger Wood here, so obviously he... Brings out a new here we go every time the Steelers uh, get to the playoffs. You're going to have a new Wiggle song every year. I'm very excited about <laughs> the sound
2: of that. i going to keep adding to it, although <laughs> I've made that promise before and it's not happened. <laughs> also, not great in pass protection for a guy of his size. Another knock. So mm. lots of knocks here. Positive, though, he's definitely got cricket hands, to, to quote a Davism. Mm. Nice hands for a man. Who's, you know, Soft hands, like he's catching. You know, catching a baby that's thrown at him. So, <laughs> like
1: right. Nelson Aguilar who was it who <laughs> the guy who, uh, who who was it who was the Eagles receiver who got absolutely lambasted when that guy caught the baby out the, fl- the flaming window and then got interviewed and he was like at least I caught it unlike N- Nelson Aguilar yeah. remember that <laughs> no but it's a good one great interview I'm sure there's many listeners that remember exactly what I'm referencing alright did we get all the numbers on uh, yes, good. yeah We're, I seem to be to the only one
4: yeah he's somewhat higher? okay
1: all right, all right. Kets, you got any... I that's why he's, he's fallen this far in the show. <laughs> yeah, it seems that way. Uh, actually, before I go to Kets, can you explain to me, Gav, why do guys run like... Because you liked Rashad White, which is why I'm asking you. Why do guys run like this? Like, like, like they stood up like a plank of wood? Like, surely the you, point... I don't think
2: you can... It's biomechanics. I don't think you can adjust how you run.
1: Just... Uh, yeah. yeah, well, that's true. I do run like a chicken, so I should know. Mm. I, I, I've I, got a little bit of the leaning forward vibe. See, that would be good. Me, good like, for like taking Bucky penalties. Irwin, yeah. Are you good at penalty taking?
4: Um, I'm not bad. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> you run like Naruto, you've got both your arms out of the back running like...
1: <laughs> no, do you know mean, what gosh. a Naruto run is, Give. Are you familiar no. with that concept? No. Okay. What is that? So do you remember when everyone was talking about storming Area 51? Yeah. A little while ago? The idea yeah. was that everybody would show up, right, lean forwards, and then put their arms like behind their back and run straight forward, head down. That's the Naruto run. Why? What does that help? It's you something perform? from a from a from an anime. I think uh, Dragon Ball Z. This right? is a,
2: uh, uh, This is a. Uh, I want to be the very
4: best kind of thing. Uh,
1: it's, I'm not familiar with Dragon Ball Z. Maybe Mac is, but my understanding uh, is.
4: Well, yeah, I, I'm not very familiar with Naruto. Um, but, is that not Dragon yeah. Ball? Is
1: it it's a different oh, no, thing? It's, it's different thing. I See, think. that shows how much yeah. I know.
4: Maybe. I don't know. I, I'm, I used to run like Ed from Ed, Ed and Eddie. So uh, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> well,
1: I don't know what guy, that is. This guy runs is. like the Plank from Ed, Ed and Eddie. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Plank>. <laughs> <laughs> is Naruto a PlayStation fighting game?
1: It's an you anime. Know, it yeah, is. Remember, it's an anime yeah. that probably has... If I, think, it,
2: I think I played Naruto yeah. something. Yeah, It
1: will do. It will have an anime fighting game connected yeah. to it. But okay. I, I know it for its meme culture relevance rather than its anime. Same. History. Same. Okay. Anyway, that was a ridiculous uh, sidebar. Okay, Ketz, do you have a guy you'd like to talk about? I do.
3: Can I talk about, please, uh, Braylon Allen from Wisconsin? Oh, of course
1: you Mm,
3: can. Yes, Uh, sir. 6'2". Now, can I question what the panel has the weight at? Because I've got either 245 or 238.
1: I've got got 245. I've got
3: 245. Same, yeah.
1: But did he look it? Did he look it, though? Oh yeah, he plays every okay. single pound of it. that too. I know.
3: Mm, yeah, Go on, so I've got I watched primarily the Iowa tape. If if you're bored, watch Wisconsin versus Iowa. I promise you, it's a good time. Excellent frame will be under, able to undertake an NFL workload. Um, so this guy's six two two four five. So Naji is six one. as a comparison, just to give you an idea Mm -hmm. of size. I see where we're going here. Mm. Uh, Very willing in press protection, which is useful as Wisconsin are a pass-first play-action type offence with a very aggressive quarterback. Um, And therefore, he needs to be willing in press protection. I think technique needs a little bit of coaching up, but uh, that's definitely a positive for his game i think he's a powerful downhill runner appears hard to tackle some good eight to ten yards on tape eight to ten yard gains there's a lot of kind of deeper burst hits the line very hard with significant speed burst acceleration and appears to get up to his top speed very quickly excellent leg uh, leg drive he's the mother of all truckers I'll let you you dive into that in due course. Um, Some really nice cuts on tape, really efficient change of direction and the takeoff and initial burst when he goes onto his other foot is really good. When he's stood up by gang tackling, he's spinning, he's constantly trying to drive the pile forward, trying to keep the drive going. He's got the quickest short speed I've seen of any of these running backs on tape so far, maybe unless you've got Cooper DeGene in the backfield, but we'll come on to him in the uh, defensive backs episode in a few weeks. Huge stiff arm on runs to the perimeter. This guy can clean. So you know how you have the clean and jerk in the Olympics? The clean is like the first part of it where you get it up to your shoulder. This guy can clean... £406, which I think is pretty impressive for a running back in terms of strength. So I think this guy will probably test very
2: well.
1: I don't know about you, but I usually clean after I jerk. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) That's a sound drop you're
3: never living down, my friend. I
1: wish wish we had a grown sound drop. Close enough. Carry on, (laughs) yes.
3: Yeah, so with uh, with Braylon Allen, there's there's some some more difficult tape in terms of the Washington State tape. There was less of an impact, but I think the whole team generally was used more of a blocking role. There was a dropped a dropped catch on tape as well. But in his collegiate career, five hundred and ninety-seven attempts, three thousand four hundred and ninety-four yards with an average rush yards of five point nine. Braylon Allen will be just 20 years old in his first NFL game, which I think gives him plenty mm. of scope to improve, plenty of time for coaching. Sometimes makes a couple of poor decisions behind the line of scrimmage. My advice to him is this. Just run downhill, my friend. Just run downhill. He's, he's, he's too-
1: six two. He can't qualify.
3: He's too tall. <laughs> he literally took the next line right out of my mouth. He's too tall to be a running back, but he plays like that. Let's go. Following in Jonathan Taylor's footsteps, following in Melvin Gordon's footsteps. He's graduated the Badgers running back room with distinction. And not only is he a Badger, controversially, he's my red star. Ooh, red star. Why red
4: controversially? Star. Knew it. Uh,
1: why is that controversial? Because he's a badger and it's me red starring. Oh, of course. Oh, my God. I didn't, I did not connect at all.
4: (laughs) I knew somebody was going to red star him. Yeah, I knew it as well.
1: I thought you were. He definitely, he
2: 100% hits defenders the hardest out of any of these prospects. Don't you think? Like, uh, if you want a guy that's going to, like, run into contact and move people, he does it better than, I think he does it better than Estimate. I think he's, this is your man.
1: Power back. Can I give you a word of warning on on watching and on, on how you evaluate players because this is a classic example of a guy I had to go back to the tape on and reevaluate because what I've told you this before what I tend to do is I'll start with the highlight clip a five minute highlight clip I can find of any player just to understand because I think it gives me a better view than just reading a scouting report of what kind of player they are what they do best and so I did that for for Bret Allen and I must admit straight away I was like mm, all right so this is Another guy. All right. Yeah. Okay. A lot of open fields to blah, 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 blah. And then I I was looked again and I looked at his size. I went, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on a minute. He's 245 pounds. <laughs> I was like, what? And, and so I'm reading a little a little uh, scout report that's, that's talking about the power. I'm like, whoa. Okay. Yeah. Let's dive into this. So then obviously I'm watching it. I'm like, right. Okay. I see what's going on here. So this is a risk, right? Never, ever let yourself get sucked into a first view of what a guy looks like oh, based no, only on highlights no, because no, that no. does not work. And for Braylon Allen, it's a classic example because a lot of his highlights, actually, when you look, is is him kind of in the open field doing some pretty impressive stuff. He's got some creative running that you wouldn't expect from him, a guy this size. But as you say, the real selling point here is the size, the power, the contact, the contact balance. Mm. But he's not just that.
2: I think he's he's got a role, but he's... You know, he's an inside guy. I think he's he's not an outside guy, but he's got the ability to play zone. He's not just a, a gap power yeah, runner yeah. like runs straight ahead. He he can sit there and pick a gap and you know make a decision. He's got good vision. I thought so interesting. It, it definitely looks like a viable RB. He's not just not just a kind of plodder that's going to run into a line at, at two, four, five. That's enticing.
1: I think people. I think he'll rise up the board. Uh, especially the age, man. That's the key thing. Nineteen right now. As you said, twenty by the time he he, he takes the snap. That yeah, that might okay. be the biggest selling point, given how good he looks now. Right,
2: violent dude. You know that's nineteen. Um, he's got he has got quite a, in college quite a lot of breakaways, but I'm not sure that's going to
1: translate in the NFL. But the fact that he's got it there in his locker, you know, that's enticing. So just just because you know, in, in the interest of transparency. transparency I've got thoughts from when I, when I was first watching him, and 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 this is I think what it is, Kets, is what you said about you know just 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 hit the hole, just run north south, um and and some of it for me was like oh man he doesn't look as big or um, as powerful as I'd expect given his size. Of course, you dive a little bit deeper, and, and I think he does. I think, but it's the age as well. I mean, he's going to have some time to really like grow into this, you know, and he's already built like a like a man, right? So uh, to me, like. There is a high ceiling here. There's, a, there's, if you're looking at these guys now, as we move on to this kind of second level, or at least as it's perceived in the class, we'll see how it ends up. This is a guy I think who has real potential to be a three-down back, and I, and I like the red star pick. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's I the do. thing. I wasn't massively excited by any of the top guys, and I watched this guy, and all of a sudden I sort of sat up and like, hang on, we've got something here, mm-hmm. and i I'd, I I'd, I'd do something different. I pick a random game. I put. Name of college, offence versus. So I don't know if I'm watching a good game for them, yeah. a bad game for them, an intermediate that's what game. I, do. Yeah, I that's just what I do. watch it and kind of develop my impressions from there. Like when I was talking about one of the other backs earlier and, and they had a three and out and they were involved in all three of the plays straight away, I was like, oh no, this isn't good. But actually my, my opinion came round. I watched Alan, Alan on tape and I was just like, yeah, he's really good, powerful, downhill runner, and the, the trucking ability, man, it, if he doesn't get him extra yards in the NFL, I know the linebackers is going to be a bit big, bigger and more powerful, but this is one of the few guys in this class that actually excited me when I was watching him.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of how I felt about um, Estimate as well. So it, kind of a similar vibe, I think. Of... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's definitely Estimate. Can you imagine if he was backing up Najee,
2: you'd be, you'd be like, oh, I really want to see this guy on the field. Like He's, he's that exciting,
1: isn't he? That's a power back. And he uh, he sang Panic at the Disco at practice, so I'm on board. Did Which he? One? Nice. Closing the goddamn door. You oh yeah. In that line. Oh, <laughs> I rise since i Have you? Have you? It's okay.
4: Yeah.
2: Kets, have you uh, come across his nickname? Uh, no. Go on. The Galloping Ghost. The Galloping Ghost. Oh. Right. That. <laughs> and <laughs> that's what? a terrible nickname, first of all. No, it's an awesome nickname oh, I don't. It, 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 it's a repeated nickname uh, of Red Grange also a nickname, actually Harold Grange, also known as the Wheaton Iceman, who played halfback for the Bears and also the New York Yankees. Yankees, sorry. Not those ones, the football Yankees. Mm. Between He played for the Bears and the Yankees between 1925 and 1934, two-time NFL champion and member of the 1920s all-decade team. The first guy to be given that nickname, the Galloping Ghost, is this dude, and that is that that deserves some credit. Interesting.
4: Okay. Sound sounds naff to me. To be <laughs> but, the Galloping Ghost. I prefer, Ghost. The, I I I prefer the Wheaton Iceman. I thought that was a, I thought that was a really good. The Ice um, I wanted to love this dude more than I ended up liking it. Not that I didn't like him. Um, I thought his footwork for the size that he is was like surprisingly like really lovely like his some of the dukes and jives that he's got is just like wow okay yeah, yeah that that surprised me i was like okay and i was thinking right yeah here we go this 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 dude's gonna really uh really go he's you know he's he's got this big build on him and like he's he's gonna power through and it's like and he does all that yeah it's great but it's just too inconsistent for me i he's not maintaining that level of um just what what he does is just, it's just it's just far too inconsistent for me and the biggest thing for me were those fumbles uh, like you watch the Ohio State game really really ugly fumble while he's still on his feet um early on in the game really really aw- awkward and then um the fumble in the Iowa game I did watch the the Iowa tape and yeah the fumble fumble towards the end in that game as well it's just really really frustrating that he can't just keep maintain the level of the great stuff that he does on a consistent basis, like I, I really wanted to root for this dude, but I just found myself getting really frustrated with him, all too often. That I I I think that's the big knock on him for me, as as you know, as you say, Kes. There's, there's a lot to like about this dude, you know, and he's a big back who's going to win a lot of people over because he is this massive dude. But I, I just think there's a lot of refining. And yes, he's 20, so there's a lot of room for him to be able to develop and get even better. And I could eat my words on that. But I'm just not as high on him as you guys are right now because I just think there's there's not enough there for me at the moment to say, yeah, this dude's going to be absolutely rocketing at the NFL level. Um, That's why I've still got him at zero and at value, but I, I need to see more. And I hope I, hope I see
1: more. It it sounds like, Matt, that I'm probably the closest to you because I think that was kind of uh, similar to where I was, maybe a little bit higher. But then the, I think the age tipped me over that I was like, actually, he's doing enough stuff well. The, you know, if you'd have been 23 and you'd showed me this tape, then I'd have been probably more where you are. But I think I'm I'm just like, the, the, the dude's 19. Yeah. Like, and, and he's yeah. pretty advanced compared to some of these other guys I was mm-hmm. watching. And, and the size and he's doing things he shouldn't at that. I, there was enough there that I was like, this, this is intriguing. This is interesting. Um, so, so I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, int- I'm, you know, I'm at a plus one, uh, an ascending target. Is is that right, Gav? Yeah. Good. I, priority I think target.
4: I'd be, I, th- I think that there's one guy that we're probably going to talk about in a bit who, if they swapped ages, I think I'd be higher on both of them if they were <laughs> <their> corresponding <laughs> yeah. ages.
3: Yeah. But, right.
4: uh, in a yeah, exactly. But yeah, I'm hoping that he will not prove me wrong, but just um, develop his develop his game more and, and get a bit more consistency to it.
2: You see, this this is interesting because it feels like you and me are miles apart uh, apart in our eval, but yet I'm a uh, at value as well. Yeah, oh, it's
4: wild. wild. Yeah, that yeah. that's just this group. I think as a, as a whole, yeah. it's a bit weird. It's also
2: running backs. Yeah, uh,
3: I think that's the thing. You have to caveat all of that with whether he's a red star in this group means that he would have probably been about RB six last year. Or the info. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. There's nobody hitting Roshan Johnson levels of excitement in this class for me. <laughs> now, uh, what's your what's your draft grade there, Kits? Plus one, plus
2: one.
1: Oh, can I just reference just to bring it circle something I said earlier? This was the guy who was the guy was annoying me when he kept saying his name, Alan. Alan. <laughs> oh my God! Stop.
3: Please watch a build versus Jacksonville game anytime soon. Yeah.
1: yeah, it was the way he said it. He had a really great intone.
4: Oh, th- this was also the dude I referenced earlier who had three attempts in the uh, in the red zone goal to go against Ohio State and didn't get it. And I'm thinking, you're 245 pounds. How are mm. you not getting this? That's what was really frustrating me.
3: The- this is the Ohio limitation State. of the UKSP is having the time to watch every single game of all of these backs because I didn't watch the Ohio State right. game so yeah. I've red-starred the guy thinking I really like what I see but actually if, I'd, if I've looked at the Ohio State game which is why I love that we've got different kind of views coming from different angles and I think hopefully that gives the listener a well-rounded well, idea yeah, of these yeah.
4: Absolutely if, if I hadn't watched the Miami game for Will Shipley I might have ended up red-starring the boy <laughs> like it, it, you know uh, it, uh, yeah. it just takes a certain game to, yeah. to you know completely change your, your, your viewpoint and something like There'll definitely be one strong example of that coming up.
2: Okay. Mm. So who's next? We've got one. Oh, it may well be me. I think. Who was? Who went last? It's whoever went last. Okay.
4: Me it's
1: went last in. Yeah,
2: but yeah, whoever introduced Jonathan Brooks is now up. Is uh, yes, it, it wasn't yes, it was.
1: Okay, I'm going to go to Marshon Lloyd, a man yep. whose name is uh, very close to Marshon Lynch. Very close. And so I was interested. Even down to L, you know, two Ls. Wait, no, Lynch is only one L. But you get my point. (laughs) Marshawn Lloyd, I did said Lynch. Marshawn Lloyd at USC, 217 pounds, 5 foot 9. I've got him down. Um, He's kind of a short back, obviously, but but very solidly built, I would say. Strangely long-limbed. Yeah. Well, I'll get to that. Okay, skill set. It's going to be about one thing, largely. He has got filthy speed and acceleration. Is he the fastest? Back I don't yet? even know. I, I in terms of like a forty yard dash, maybe I, I can't. We'll have to wait and see, I guess. But but just in terms of the way he plays, I mean, he displays awesome speed. Getting to the edge Absolutely. on the outside runs is, is a thing of beauty. Acceleration is it's off the, the acceleration. Yeah, it's all the acceleration, man. I mean, did you see? There's one where he runs straight. I mean, like you know, dump off situations, right? But his dump off was like twenty yards down the field because he'd already got there. He'd <laughs> just sprinted straight forward and the defender linebackers was like, whoa, where did this guy go? It just seems to shock defenders quite regularly, right? I'm thinking about uh, there's a quick QB outside flip after the QB started what looked like a design run in the Notre Dame game. Shows how much they want to get him in open space. He just darted forward for a 40-yard TD like it was no problem. Uh, he's a pocket rocket. It's beyond burst. The dude is like a big bundle of like chaotic Entropic energy. Like, defenders oh, nice. are just throwing themselves around the field at places he was half a second ago. And then I wrote in caps, really impressed with his play speed and energy. His medium area quickness is elite. Big long strider generates easy long speed and avoids arm tackles. That comes back to what you're saying, Gav about the long limbs. He's a strangely long strider for a five foot nine runner. Yeah. He's all, he's all limb and no body. Yeah. 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 He's, he's like, his legs come up to like where my nipples are. He's like a like nineteen fifties docker with his trousers pulled up to his chin. <laughs> um, great short area quickness as well and change of direction. Great lateral movement behind the line of scrimmage, seeking a hole. Um, he shows willingness and has sufficient size to operate in, well in pass pro. So, so he's only five foot nine, but he's got you know he's got that kind of bulky bulky frame. He's uh, the size issues may show up in the NFL, but he's willing. Too many fumbles. I think three, two, and three in the last three years respectively. Yeah.
2: Eight in three years. Yeah.
1: Uh, does that end up? Yeah, eight in three years, correct. No real route running, you know, to say, just just kind of a safety valve stuff, but he does do that well, finds nice space. Not a power back, I would say, but he does run with, with good pad level and, and has a low centre of gravity, obviously, but, you know, not one to super lower the shoulder. It's all about the burst, I think, with uh, Marshawn Lloyd. Mm.
2: Can I can I give you yeah, a comp because yeah, yeah, I think it's please. helpful. I think he's somewhere between Raheem Most at speed with Rashard White's running style.
1: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, maybe interesting you bring up Rashard White. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought about that because the way I envision Rashard White is like behind the line of scrimmage where he usually gets touched first. But Marshall Lloyd is like five yards down the <laughs> down the field before he gets touched. Yeah. But I know what you're talking about. Is that is that running style? Yeah, he's the guy I was referencing earlier. He he runs like Rashard White, but he's got the pace of Most. of Yeah. Yeah, just a, Which is fast, super fast. Just, super just a fast. really fun bat for me to watch. Just burst through the whole like a gazelle. He's he's a bit older, right? He's 23 years old. He's a senior. A few fumbling issues, like I said. So certainly things holding him back. But, uh, you know, a well-rounded skill set with, with elite traits. I, I hope to see him at least in a time show at the next level. I'm going to slap the sleeper tag on him.
0: Ooh, all right. Die, die.
1: I mean, we're in the 120s. I think it's starting to get okay.
4: Yeah, that, that's the weird thing about this group, isn't it? Like, this, They're all this, sleepers. Was in the yeah. sort of, he was in our top eight consensus, but he could still fall as a sleeper because he's <laughs> yeah, he's just so far down the board.
1: So what did you all think? I yeah. mean, I, I just I loved watching him. I, I, I wondered if he was the
4: best pass protector in the whole class. Mm. I uh, agree to an extent, but when it doesn't work, it looks really bad. I thought I thought I thought there was some really awful like examples of of when the, when the blocking is bad it's bad. But um yeah for the most part I think again the issue I had with him was inconsistency. Um particularly when he's in trying to find the hole and attacking it like I, I felt like he was yeah. not making the best decisions. There was one thing that I really loved about him. I don't know if you watched the UCLA game. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. Yeah, but
2: they're wearing those weird pants. Oh my
4: god! <laughs> yeah, they
2: looked like they were naked. I was like, "What the hell's going now, the, on here with UCLA?" Yeah, oh. that
4: wasn't the that that was weird actually. Now that you've reminded me of it, um, but there, yeah, there was one point where um, like he's, he's lined up outside. He, he gets out to the sideline working downfield, and then he's he's point he's pointing out to Caleb Williams like he's he's throwing his arms up, saying, "No, I'm open, I'm open, I'm open!" Like he's absolutely getting himself right into the position, hauls it right in. Really, really excellent game. Um, uses great power against the tackler on that. I thought that was just an absolutely supreme example of how effective he could be. I, I just it was the same issue with Braylon Allen. I just don't think he does it enough for me to kind of say, "Wow, yeah, no, this this dude's gonna really be, uh, really be truly successful at the next level." Um, just needs to work on, on bits, but um, yeah, I, I, he plays with a lot of force for someone that's five nine two ten for sure he's, he's definitely got a lot of force behind him i think um if not necessarily the power he's definitely got you know the force yeah. and the effort for it um, well it's
2: acceleration the acceleration he's the natural mm. acceleration he's got turns into force it's that speed to power thing he's got yeah so if he wants to hit someone he can but even though he's small and weirdly leggy yeah
4: but eight fumbles in three seasons uh well that, that's the that issue. concerns yeah. me greatly as well. There's well. a
2: couple of issues but that's that's one. That's a, that's a big
4: one. Yeah, but um yeah. he's another it, it's I've got so many at value guys in this weird class but he's a, he's another one that's that for me. Um just cuz yeah, like, He's he's good but he's not like he's not jumping off the off the tape for me to the point where I'm banging the table for him. He's
2: got he's got pretty good hands. Like his hands are soft they they're good but um i don't know if you saw the very strange drop he had versus utah where he, he caught it ran for th- three yards and then just seemed to throw it at the ground it's very strange but apart from that i reckon he could be used as a pass game weapon uh, energetic wiggle as, as we're getting back to wiggle mm. we're talking about energetic wiggle uh, some elusivity. can he be tamed that's the question because he seems to be one of those backs that's always seeking the big play, you know. Yeah. Um and and you don't want that from your second running back. You want you want a guy that's going to come in and and take what's there, you know. Um upright style as mentioned Rashad White-ish doesn't lend itself to power and doesn't lend itself to protecting the football and that, and that's that's the problem, you know. He gets punched out a lot. He needs to clean that up. Undisclosed injury in 2023. Not sure what that is. Not too concerned about that. But seven seven point one yards per attempt is good. Fifty six point seven percent breakaway percentage is top out of everyone we've talked about. Third in nation with a hundred yards. For me, he's at value. That speed, that acceleration. If that's there, you take it. A
1: question? find it? I mean, get him on a, on a team that runs a lot of outside. Oh yeah. my
2: god. Jeez, I mean...
1: Just who's not who's catching all. him to the edge? I mean, that's really going to require some, some scheming, I think.
2: Absolute nightmare, as you're running back 1B, I think.
1: Yeah. yeah. I get all of that, but...
3: Mm-hmm. I'm minus one, primarily oh. because of his injury history. Mm. Torn ACL in 2020. Um, he's not played that many games, and... And maybe, again, it's just a case of what tape do you actually watch? I watched the Oregon tape. Nine attempts, 37 yards. It's not necessarily what I want to see from a guy. He got caught up in linebackers trying to get into space. I agree. If he gets into space, he's probably gone. I think just limited overall. Uh, there's some longer runs with wide open field in front of him. There's some attempts where he gets tackled behind the line of scrimmage, which you think with his burst and acceleration, he'd be able to get through the line of scrimmage and and you know and get to that. But the best ability is availability. I think his availability over the four years he's been in college is pretty questionable. There's some seasons where he plays the majority of games. some seasons where he's hardly played any at all. So I think on that basis, I don't think I'd be out, but I'd be minus one and certainly throwing that question into the mix if we were considering drafting him.
1: So I d I don't know, maybe, I dunno, maybe someone can help me. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but he transferred from South Carolina, was it?
3: Yeah. South Carolina to, yeah. to USC. So he's gone from South Carolina to South California.
1: So but but in the previous so he's played uh, according to this he's played in, not not necessarily starting, eleven games this year, nine twenty twenty two, twelve twenty twenty one. So so he's so he's he's around, he's knocking about but but as you say, the production isn't really there until this year. I mean, he's kind of used as a committee back in twenty twenty two, not really in twenty twenty one.
2: His PFF grade in twenty two and twenty three are good. Yeah.
1: So so it seems like he's come on. Obviously, he's a senior, so he's you know he's a bit older as well. It's worth pointing out. But it seems like he's really come on in his senior year. He Sounded like a very well spoken, smart guy. I liked his energy, down to earth veteran. He was all about the team. I, I liked his vibe. Um, but I hear you, I hear you. The, the production is, you know, you know. what have you done for me lately? And, and he, that's all he's Well, he's never yeah. hit
2: 1,000 yards, yeah. has he? He's done nope.
3: 1,621 yards rushing in his collegiate career, 452 receiving yards. So you're talking just north of 2,000 overall scrimmage yards, an average of 6.4. He hasn't had 21 touchdowns, to be fair, but... Um, I, I just yeah. don't
1: think you're, you're drafting him as a volume back, though, is the thing. No.
2: No,
3: you, Correct. It, it, yeah.
1: you draft him as a most, a most,
2: yeah, a speed threat, I think.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to see what he tests, by the way. I mean, oh, I think his testing might be off the charts, yeah. And you got to remember, that, you know, this isn't this isn't Dre Archie, you know, he's not five foot nine, it's a six foot two dude, yeah. Sorry, no, I tell you, he is five foot nine. What am I talking about? I'm talking about ignore <laughs> me. <laughs> he's, he's literally five foot nine. This, is Shut five up, five, Simon. this
2: isn't a five foot nine. This dude, isn't a five, foot, five nine. foot nine. He is. Five no, nine. What, what you mean is he's, he's not like 190 pounds. He's 215 pounds. Yeah. This was your sleeper, right? It Sorry. is. Uh, what was your grade?
1: Uh, plus one. Ascending, ascending target? Priority target?
2: Priority, Priority target. target.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. All
2: right. Is it better to me? It is. All right. We're going to Troy. Oh. We're going to a senior bowl standout, Kamani Vidal. <laughs> Vidal? Vidal? I don't know. Vidal Sassoon? Kamani oh, sure.
1: Vidal. This is Ran's guy? Vidal. No, this is my guy. Oh, sorry. Why, you said why something about ran? a guy that ran like it was 19th on... Uh... No, no, no. Yeah, I know, but he was talking about my guy that I told uh, you. Oh, I see. Am I, so I right? Uh...
2: Oh, you did the math. I did. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was saying Vidal's my sleeper. Okay. Vidal. This, this guy's him, man. Led, led the nation with 1,661 yards in 2023. School leading Russia all time. This guy is a bursty, and elusive, punishing, angry runner. I think he's the second coming of MJD. Ooh. Seriously. Compact, thick frame, good flexibility, broken tackle machine, second most forced missed tackles at 94 missed tackles on 295 attempts. He makes tacklers look stupid, like they're tackling air. He's got that g- gear down, stutter ability, got the speed to get around the edge. So he's not just, he's not just a between-the-tackles guy. He's got the speed, but the power. He has got the power to break arm tackles. He can get skinny through a gap, good second effort, good vision, good patience, good burst. The take's full of stiff arms and slam downs. If you like angry runs, this guy's a scepter guy. He's going to be on Good Morning Football every week, I think. Decent <laughs> hands as a check down or chip and release guy. Good in pass protection. He's got those soft hands, as I said. Where where, where are the problems? All right, so he, he can pick the wrong gap at times. You see him running to walls occasionally. Does he see things that aren't there? Possibly. Is he making bad choices? Is, is he running to scheme rather than what he sees? Possibly. It's speed. This is the big question. I think. I think... You know, going into the senior bowl, practice well it was okay in the game, but the games, you know, kind of that's random eval. So why why is this guy? You know, he's just he's Troy. is not a big uh, not a big school, but the, you watch the tape and you're like, oh my oh my god, this guy's this guy's great. What's the issue? Speed's the question. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's rumors four point seven forty speed. So you're thinking all right and, and I've fallen into this this hole before with Jared Pinkney that ran a 5.40 can that tank someone I mean Jaden Warren ran a 4.55 and he doesn't he doesn't look like that right he he look when Warren gets the ball and bursts he looks fast but he's he's actually technically a, snow, a slower back Kyron Williams ran a 4.65 mm. MJD on the other hand ran a 4.39 you know he's 56 he was 56207 this guy's 582115 so he's a bit slightly a bit bigger and and am i leaning into my own biases here because all of all as long as we've been doing this podcast all of my red stars have run in the 4.6 range so <laughs> I, there's clearly i'm i'm drawn to these guys that run run slightly slower and it's hard to to tell speed I think it's easier to detect acceleration than it is actual speed. If you look at my running backs, Trey Sermon, Trey Ragas, Spencer Brown, they they were all four point six guys. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, four point six four. Not my guys, but but guys that ran in the range that we're talking about here. Larry Roundtree, four point seven. garrett Blunt, four point seven. Rex, Rex Burkhead, Rex Burkhead, four point seven three. So it, it's very important what this guy runs. I think if he's if he's sub four seven, he's, if he's like four five five four six, I'm not worried. If he's four seven, I'm a little concerned. That's my caveat. What is the speed? Ignoring the speed, I love this guy's game, and that's why you know I've I've sleepered him. But I'm going priority target. I think he might fall. You know, you can you can take a, sh- a shot on this guy. Fifth, sixth, seventh round, and you're you're getting a good bat. Good bat
1: yeah, so yeah, just plus one. Just to team. give you some context on on whereabouts he is right now, he's one seven five on the consensus board uh, overall. But PFF likes him a lot more. They've, well, not a lot more, but they've got him at one five nine. But he's not that far behind, like the the Braylon Allens and the Will Shipleys of the world. So that's kind of where he is right now. As you said, nineteen on FL Draft Board, so it makes makes you think maybe he's a lot lower than than he actually is. But he, so I went through nine guys in, in kind of a deep way, um, but but I, I did put on a little bit. Of, so, so I won't give a full kind of breakdown like you did, Gav, but I did put on a little bit just to you know, as you would mentioned him, watch some highlights and stuff. And and to me, I, I, that is the first thing I noticed. She said it's hard to tell with speed. He, he did look a little lethargic when he was going on sort of longer runs, but he's got you know sufficient burst to get through the hole. But but as you say, I, I didn't. I really did not go super deep on yeah, sure. him, but I, no, I no, see what you're saying sleep, I do see sleep. the attraction, uh, and, I, and I like the, the bowling ball types so I was happy to watch a little bit of him Same,
3: I didn't watch him at all other than Gav mentioned him about three minutes ago, and I loaded up YouTube and I tried to look at some tape, and I think his long speed is a potential concern, but you know, there's plenty of good production on, on, on tape I think the question is, has he done it against any decent opposition? Well, and that's, that's always go to
2: Troy. That's the problem. Yeah,
1: yeah so it's always question for a question. Where are Troy in the grand scheme guy. of things? Who who they play? Yeah, don't see many didn't Troy. We didn't... No, playing teams like didn't Casey State. Quarter,
2: State and... from... Yeah, did we have a Troy quarterback a few years ago? We were. Should he be a tight
1: end? Hmm.
4: I, did, I didn't watch any of him either. Um But uh, I I will after this. I think
1: it's a good sleeper. Although I, I, I like I like pulling out a guy like this. A little bit different. Not really had many of these guys we've talked about today. Did anyone... I don't want to step on anyone's toes, but because the other guy that I wrote down that I wanted to get to, and I just kind of shoved on a quick highlight take because it, it was at the end of the day before I went for my, my pre-pod nap, famously, uh, was Frank Gore Jr. Anyone watch him? I didn't end mm. up
4: watching him in the end, and I'm annoyed I didn't. To be fair, okay.
1: yeah. Um, well, yeah, it's it's one that I'll go back to. I think I, I didn't because uh, I really did not take anything massive. He wasn't someone that jumped out to me immediately, but with it being Frank Gore Jr., you've got to give it some time. So, yeah, I've seen the name. I, I, I
2: statistic. I've kind of driven driven this year through statistics, yes. and he was not particularly exciting statistics. Yeah, so I didn't. fair. I mean,
1: and he's one nine nine on the consensus board, so there would be no reason for us to have watched him outside of being called Frank Gore Jr. But. I,
3: th- I think in terms of the higher-up guys, the only one we've not mentioned is Jalen Wright.
2: Do we need to mm-hmm. cover him? I haven't watched We can do this. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so... I skipped over him deliberately. Sorry.
3: No, that's fine. Uh, Jalen Wright, Tennessee, 5'11", 210. Where's number zero? Florida, I uh, watched the Florida tape on him. So, Tennessee versus Florida. Um, pace, immediately obvious on tape. Um, caught a bad pass from his quarterback reached the outside and got the first down and more. If you had an IUK type blocking wide receiver on the outside in front of this guy, it's explosive play territory, but they didn't necessarily have that, so they didn't in that circumstance. But nice leg drive, consistently pushing for extra yards, good patience, good vision, um the stutter steps, wiggles, kind of falls forward, does a number of the things you'd kind of like to see. Doesn't know when to give up in a rep. There's more than one occasion when he's dragging kind of three or four defenders with him and his O-line kind of then gets involved and hang on, the defense has got four guys around our running back, we'll will kind of get involved and push him over the first down marker. Quite willing in in pass blocking, even when significantly outsized, which you always love to see from a running back because you don't necessarily always expect that. He's used on pitches out to the perimeter quite a lot. But I think he's his downhill running and his outside running are both more than serviceable. There's a couple of miscommunications with the quarterback on the tape that I watched in terms of some of the handoffs. I watched it back, and and personally, I blame Joe Milton on, on the particular the rep that I saw where there was miscommunication. I can see defenders kind of fouling him on tape, not necessarily any flags thrown, but I could see his jersey being kind of ripped off in an attempt to kind of slow him down to prevent him getting downfield. Some good yards after the catch numbers. He seems quite tough to bring down, quite elusive. Not bad power for the size. Again, good leg drive, good speed. I think a lot to like overall. And I would say Jalen Warren is a potential kind of two, if not three down back. I think you could probably use him on on three downs. But uh, I've gone plus plus one overall. Yeah,
2: you said Jalen Warren, Jalen Wright. Oh, did I? Plus one, easy yeah, done. <laughs> Easily done. Uh, I
4: I I just uh, I echo a lot of what uh, Ket said there as well. I would probably add on that he had the third biggest uh, average yards per carry in 2023 at 7.4. Um, really good stat numbers there. Um, that second level speed is just absolutely awesome. Can just turn it up a notch, you know. And after some really good base uh, patient build up play, he can just really turn on the burners um, from there. Um, he's using power to, as as you say cuz despite the despite his smaller frame he's using that power he, you know he's he's giving it a, a damn good go um at least um he's he's finding the holes really well he's he's shedding low tackles really well as well i found i thought his his footwork was good he's not only all that he's also my sleeper
0: ooh oh die, die
4: there were there were only three uh three backs that i really really enjoyed watching in this whole thing and he was the third one for me he just uh, everything about it just really popped off and and really excited me um you know he is he has got a lean frame you do worry about that at the next level he can get brought down when he doesn't get to the second level speed he can get brought down fairly easily but luckily yeah, that's not that often um he 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 definitely but turns on the burners more often than not his blocking's not the greatest even though he's uh, obviously yeah, trying to put enough power behind it but i just really 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 enjoyed watching this guy and, you know he's going to be 21 when the season starts and i'm i'm very much looking forward to to having him and i would i would love to see him as as that RB three um, behind our guys. I think he's just uh, he's just a very exciting player to watch.
2: Fair dudes. I, I was a little down on this guy. I thought I thought he looked a little bit like like a very good RB three, but not much more. I did I didn't like his his uh, decisiveness. I thought he might be a little bit of a dancer. I thought he was a long strider but but not explosive. So I thought I thought when he when he gets a gap he's good but he, he doesn't burst into a gap and then doesn't give much after contact. But um, but very good pass protector. And he's kind of like the speedy slasher type. So if, if you're in an offense that creates gaps, like a zone scheme where you can get, get him early with the ball, making decisions and, you know, you're making the decisions obvious for him is what I mean. And, and you're presenting gaps for him. I think he can break free. So I, I think there's a chance for him, but I, I didn't love him. I was actually minus two. Sorry.
4: Wow, me no. that low on him. Ooh.
2: Yeah, it was pretty low. Pretty out. That's the first time we've sort Anything of else?
4: been out of lockstep, I think, in this whole thing. Yeah. yeah. yeah
2: it's
3: it is.
4: Plus one, by the way, for me, for the sleeper. Plus
3: yeah. one. Yeah, I, I was just saying, where's well, number zero? But I'm going plus one.
1: You watch him, sign. or no? I, I didn't know. So he's 10 on the consensus board, uh, 143 uh, on the consensus board. But I, I got through nine, the first nine. Sure. So he's the first man up. Alrighty.
4: Um, I know uh, Ketz has just brought up my sleeper, so um, obviously, yeah, mine, mine's out of the way. I think we've got to talk about Ray Davis, haven't we? Mm,
1: that's number nine. Yep.
4: Yeah, yeah. I, I think we need to. I think we need to talk about this. Absolutely. I, yeah. is, it, is it my is it my turn? I think it is my turn. Anyway, yeah. 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 Okay, so Ray Davis, um, out of Kentucky, formerly of Vanderbilt and Temple, so has uh, kind of travelled a fair, a fair bit away here. He is five uh, 5'10", 216. I've got him down as here. He is 24 years old. I think he might be... T- if he's not 25, he'll be touching 25 when the season starts. So, you know, when I said that, yeah, there's a guy that I would want to swap ages with Braden Allen? Yep, yeah, with Braden Allen. This is the dude uh, I was talking about here. And you kind of... You, you stick the Ray Davis tape on and you, you think, okay, the, you know, this dude... Does well yeah he's fairly decent speed uh finds holes, holes quite well i think his uh, his football iq uh, shows out and then you stick on the florida game let let me just give you the stats um the uh, yeah the stats here for the florida game 26 carries for 280 yards <laughs> 10.8 yards a carry three touchdowns longest run of 75 yards and all time game for for him in this. It, it absolutely, this is the one game that has just risen his draft stock. And yeah, what 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 would happen if you
2: put that game on first with this guy? That's the thing. <laughs> like, like oh, it, this is my red star. This this
4: is the guy. Yeah, you'd suddenly be like, oh my god. Like, yeah, this was the second game that I watched. So, what was the first one I watched of him here? Because. Uh, yeah, Kentucky was the. Uh, oh no, not Kentucky. Sorry, uh, du, du, du,
2: uh, Eastern Kentucky. N- they did play Kentucky.
4: Yeah, uh, no, I was looking at uh, the wrong dude. Um, oh, Clemson was the first game that I uh, I watched.
2: Oh, last game of the season. Yeah, the bowl game. Kind of mid-
4: midfield. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where he fumbles quite early on in that. So uh, that kind of brought me <laughs> brought me back down to earth with him here. But um, I mean, just go watch that Florida game. I mean, definitely watch other games of his because you know there are. There are things you need to pick up with him that are not too great. Again, he's another inconsistent guy. I don't think he's got the greatest receiving route tree. He's it's, it's not got breakaway speed. Um, I think he struggles against blitzes in the pass protection. But uh, yeah, if you if you watch that Florida game, it's just superb. It's just banger after banger after banger after banger of runs, like just mm. r- ridiculous stuff and. I don't know whether that's down to a bad Florida defense. I'm, I'm starting to think I'm seeing Florida's defense as not being great, um, not knowing it off the top of my head. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there were just so many things in that game uh, that were that was so good. Like The, the way he cuts inside and out was, was absolutely superb. Yeah, his, his power, his patience, um, just just a wonderful game to watch. But, yeah, don't let it sway you from the fact that outside of that, He's okay. He's not He's not too bad. Just he is also going to be close to peak running back age at the very beginning of his NFL career, which yeah. is a massive problem.
2: <laughs> he's. I'd say he's a solid all-rounder, right? Mm. He can run inside. He can run outside. He can run power. He can run zone. He can receive. He can play physical or elusive. But he's not elite in any. Of he those. is a
4: jack of all trades and a master of yeah. none, really.
2: Absolutely, yeah. and he's old. So yeah. <laughs> for me, he's a falling target. He's he's a guy that can come in and do a job for maybe two or three years, and it, and he'll give you some good production. And maybe you can run onto that. He's got low center of gravity. He he's got him. that kind of burst. You know, he's, he makes plays in the receiving game. He just does everything well. He's just solid, but he's just not is it fair to say he's a jag running back i don't know He just, he's just no. can do it i don't is think i don't think
4: that's fair I, I think he is a very very good rb3 like i that that's the sort of level i would i would put him at
2: what's an rb3 that's a jag well, like, he's not, a jag not, really
4: oh uh-huh. wait like he he could potentially build himself up to be an rb2 like well, i yeah but, rb2 you,
2: but, either, either, either your rb3 is a jag or an upside guy I, and he's not an upside guy, is
4: he? I don't know.
1: Like, I, I, I I think, think he, I think yeah. he's got more to him than a Jag is what Mike's saying. Uh,
2: but yeah, I I, I, I I get that. I get that. I, I, jag Jag is harsh, but he he he's kind of average. I mean,
4: solid, I would say. I, I, solid, yeah, solid. I think yeah, solid is solid. a better but word.
2: For it, yeah. Average has connotations that are solid maybe unfair. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I think if if you had no running back on your team, Ray Davis could come in and run run the rock for as long as he can play football and do a good job but he's not like a plus running
1: back right we're getting we're getting way out we're getting into the weeds here let me let me focus this conversation back to where it should be Ray Davis is a bowling ball with wiggle let's stop complaining let's let's be happy about what we're seeing in front of us this man has got a centre of gravity that's about two inches off the ground he, and he's got great open field vision, and he's got nice wiggle. I mean, and he's got some pass catching upside. To me, everyone's way too down on the fact that he's twenty three and he's like good at everything. How, 20, 20, how he will be twenty. Wait, twenty five. Well,
4: he will be. I think at the start of the season, <laughs> right, not. The job. Hang on.
1: <laughs> Let me consult my uh, my. Hang on. <laughs> Let me re uh, re retake my take. Wait, bro. wait. Hang on. I'm consulting. Hang on. Cons- consultation is continuing. All 20,
4: right. I think he'll be if he's not twenty five um, when the season starts. He will be pushing it.
1: Because I definitely wouldn't just write an age out of nowhere, so I've pulled it from something. Although I'm now struggling to find where it is. <laughs> Alright, I'll take your word for it. But, okay, that, that is slightly concerning. But still, it's a one-contract deal. It is what it is. The dude, the dude's great fun to watch. I was very close. to. It was very 50-50 if he was going to be my sleeper or if it was going to be uh, my Sean. But uh, I really enjoyed watching this guy. I, I love him. I, I, you know, he's. I considered making him a red star or a sleeper. I didn't know what to do with him. I wanted him to be involved somehow. Uh, but I had a lot of fun watching him. And um, 2022, 4.5 yards per carry. 2023, on 197 carries, 5.7 yards per carry. Nice improvement. Like to see that. If you um, take that big...
4: Florida game out, what is the, what are the stats? <laughs> hey,
1: we can't be taking games out. These games were played for a reason, and they go That's on the true. stats. <laughs> 32 receptions in 2023 as well for 324 yards. Big uptick there as well. Kind of showed uh, a little bit of uh, ability in the, in the he, passing game. He will be 25 in November of the following season. Hang on, that's a very specific time. The, the November of the following season? What, what does that mean? As in as in after he's drafted. Okay. So next season. He'll be 25 right, next season. It. So by the time the season starts, he'll be like late 24. Yeah. He's 24, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. 24. interesting. So, so yeah, a very old running back prospect given, but... Screw it. Shove him on the field for three years. He'll be great. I think he's in RB2. Forget RB3 territory. I think he's going to form a nice little bowling ball part of a committee. Maybe par- pair him with Marshawn. You've got a nice little uh, thunder and lightning approach already.
4: Is he Dave's favourite running back? In That's this? what I was I, thinking. I, I wonder if he might be Dave's. Yeah, Dave's. It's got to be.
1: Yeah, it has it, to be. Him or Braylon
4: Allen? Yeah.
3: Interesting you should say that. He's my sleeper.
4: Yes,
2: That's quietly biding his time. (laughs) (laughs) He's a thick with two Cs.
3: He's a physical specimen. Played really well in the senior bowl drills. Tackling this guy, whether he's 24, 25, 78, doesn't matter what age he is. Tackling him would wear defenders (laughs) out. In the fourth quarter, this guy is going to eat. 106 missed tackles forced over the last two years. He's very coachable per my friend Trevor Sycamore. That guy is a guy I believe in. I watched the Louisville tape. There's a couple of questionable decisions on tape, but there's helpful blocking given physicality and size. He's a solid downhill runner. Some lethal cuts on tape. Sometimes a little bit cautious, sometimes a little bit slow to pick a gap leading some sort of stops in the backfield. But there's some really nice kind of route running beating Louisville defenders over the top to a nice end zone uh, pass play. Um, He starts very deep behind the line of scrimmage. Maybe if he took a couple of yards nearer to the line of scrimmages, it would make his life easier. But if this guy is running free in open space, it's good night. It's touchdown season. He had a game-winning clutch touchdown against Louisville in the fourth quarter game. The runaway touchdown against Florida. Mark's already mentioned ridiculous burst. Even when he has a very slight amount of room, I think this definitely this guy definitely has good overall potential in the NFL. It's well worth the money in terms of uh, the overall class. And, you, and we're quite down on the whole class. If you've got a sort of fourth, third round pick on this guy, you know, take him. And I think PFF's are RB seven. That that just shows you the kind of the level of the the class, but. In, in, in terms of what Simon was saying, you you look at this class and and believe me, we've had a dull week watching this class. Ray Davis was actually one of the elements of excitement. Yeah. Actually, I was like, yep. yes, I'm enjoying watching this guy. fresh, I'm, fresh
1: I'm, air. Yes,
3: yeah. you know, pounding the table as, for this guy as much as you can for a kind of plus one sleeper. But you know, at least this guy gave me something where some of the other guys were just like meh. At least this guy was something exciting to watch, and I enjoyed his tape.
1: You mentioned he's PFF, uh, running back seven, just to give you some context of the guys he's ahead of in terms of PFF. Marshawn Lloyd, Will Shipley, Braylon Allen that we've all spoke about. Um, Obviously, Vidal as well He's just just behind that. So, you know, a few of the names that have been consensus higher, PFF like uh, Ray Davis. And what's interesting is I didn't even know that he was 25, 24, whatever he is uh, at the time. And I wrote in the vibe check when I was listening to him, sounds very smart and mature.
2: Hmm well mature that's no he, surprise he,
1: he is mature he, there's probably a reason that he sounded like he was holding court amongst the veterans of the team <laughs> <laughs> he's about three years older than them all why is this guy
3: still in college i don't know, get it in, in fairness to my to my comments for the sake of pure honesty i did put someone needs to red star this guy now i know yeah. that's probably a bit of a hot take and i've gone with sleeper in the end but
0: out of he's
3: one of the better guys if uh, dave was here I'm not going to speak for the guy, but, you know, I could see I happy, Dave getting yeah, excited I, about this It's guy.
1: hard to imagine he wouldn't have done. And, and Kets, I'm very glad that you sleepered him because I didn't feel right about not sleepering him, but, but I really wanted to sleep with Marshawn Lloyd. So yeah. I, I'm just glad that you were here to to also offer some kind yeah. of uh, excitement. on. It, on it was you.
4: between Davis and Wright for me. Wright just picked it out, just got it for me. But, um, yeah, Ray, Ray Davis was very much on the cusp of being a sleeper for me as well.
3: Yeah, no, that, that's understandable, guys. But no, that's the thing. You know, there's there's four of us. We're offering our overall kind of consensus opinions on this guy. So it's good that our audience get a good balanced kind of opinion on everybody.
4: If Ray yeah. Davis was 21, he'd probably be my red star. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just, I'll yeah, just say I that much. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have any more? Wait, wait, wait. I oh, need sorry. To yes, no, no, all
2: no. of the scores. So I've got a falling target, so minus one.
4: I, I'm at value um, just because of the age. So zero. zero. Yeah.
2: I've I'm... gone plus one because YOLO. <laughs> all right.
1: Yeah, I'm the same.
4: Yeah, plus one. All right. I did watch a couple of other guys, but I wasn't like massively keen on them. Cody Schrader, uh, Missouri, I watched, um, who... I I that he was a minus one for me. I wasn't I wasn't massively big on him. I thought he was yeah, poor and pass protection, didn't really have much burst to him. Yeah, I don't know if anyone else watched Cody Schrader. No. No sir. Uh Kets, did you watch Rashin Ali? Yes, the... I did. Yeah, what did. did you think?
3: I've gone plus one. Mm. I've gone plus one overall. So Rashin Ali five eleven 210 per the guy himself so I'm, I'm assuming he knows his own measurements mark told me about this guy early on in the senior bowl practices looked really good there was some really good stuff on tape unfortunately he ruptured his biceps at one of the practices so i'll be honest this guy was a borderline sleeper for me As a freshman in 2021, he was one of the nation's top running backs. 1,401 yards, 23 touchdowns on 250 carries. Now, injury is the big question mark about him, and that's why I stopped short of having him as my sleeper. He missed most of the 2022 season because of injury. Um, Came back for the last three games of the year. Rushed for 273 yards, again, with another touchdown good burst overall, breaks arm tackles quite consistently, he's a tricky runner to tackle, he's got a bit of everything Mark, I don't know if you agree, Mm. kind of a bit of wiggle, bit of change of direction, kind of cuts on a dime, I think rushing ability overall is sound, pass catching is fine he did play well above his competitors at that level but then there's always the question mark of okay well it's at that level, it was like a 56 yard touchdown against East Carolina who are they? When he just ran <laughs> past the whole defense, almost playing a different game to the rest of the guys. And in fact, go and watch the East Carolina tape. Generally blitzed. Um, he he sort of not blitzed. He carried defenders with him. In the fourth quarter, was you know me, I like I like a, a play to highlight. So fourth quarter, six minutes thirty left, second and one. Linebackers blitzed him. He was first tackled twelve yards out. Linebackers had arms around him. Like no, this guy was not going down. He, this was sort of not in the red zone, but towards the red zone. Sort of carried them with him, refused to yield completely. He was twisting, turning. There was four players between him and the goal line at one point. I'm not sure how, but he sort of lowered his shoulder, somehow dived and got over the goal line for his third touchdown of the night. So this is definitely a guy you need to kind of consider a bit more. I think Mel has had him as his seventh-ranked running back, which considering he's from Marshall, thundering herd. No one's necessarily ever heard of that college before, but um, definitely a guy. We are
2: Marshall. What are you talking about?
3: Yeah, definitely a guy to watch. Interviewed really well as well. Talked about competing. Got kind of speed, versatility on tape. He catches 200 balls in practice. You know, like, name's gone off the top of my head, but but if um, a back or a receiver struggles with catching a ball, they then go to the drugs machine and catch a hell of a lot of balls. He seems to be doing that as well mentions about protecting a quarterback is a key thing. There's a lot of nice things to to like about Rashin Ali. Mark, what did you think?
4: I uh, yeah, I mean I didn't have I wasn't as high, but I saw cuz I've got him at value, but I saw a lot of nice traits out of him. As you say that burst of pace is really good. Um I thought he made defenders look stupid at times um with with some of this with some of the work that he was doing there. Yeah, a, a, an all-rounder, effective receiver. I thought he had really good uh, vision. I think his um, change of direction bouncing off the line is really good as well. Uh, I believe he was on the freaks list. Um, there's not too many running backs this year that are on that freaks list, so it was good to see uh, good to see Rasheen Ali's name on there. Uh-huh. But yeah, you worry about the sort of lack of top-tier opposition that he's had. Maybe that's not going to be helpful. Yeah, he might have played above it, but you know, then you're kind of like, well, where can you go from there against better teams? Um, I thought he was quite inconsistent in his decision making at times. The fumble stats are a worry in the two, in the two seasons where he saw major action. I can't remember how many it is now, but I know it was a concern. Um, it would, it was quite a fair few. I, I I don't see him being that guy who's going to change a game for you when the going gets tough. I don't think he's got it in him to be a massive game changer in that sense. Um but I do like him. I do think he has a lot of uh, good traits to him. As I say, he, he's an at value guy, but I mean his value is probably I mean, side. do you have where he is in the in the consensus
1: at all? Or oh I did.
3: He's like 220 <laughs> odd, I think. He's gonna be something,
1: yeah. I think two round. two three oh, look, one on seven, the PFF seven, big board one oh, seven one? seven on the consensus board. J- one space behind uh, Vidal. Oh
4: interesting. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, as you say, he, he had a he had a very good senior bowl as well. Seems to be getting some buzz from there, so maybe that's picked up his uh, his stock a little bit. So, um, it's and a real interesting... real
3: shame he didn't play in the actual senior bowl game <laughs> yeah, because of the
4: exactly, injury. Yeah, yeah, the injury yeah, is obviously a, a concern as well. But um, yeah, I think he might have a have a nice uh, career ahead of him potentially.
1: I just just like to mention, Gav, I I did understand your reference to the film. I appreciated that.
2: Which film? When Where? you said
1: we are Marshall. And, and oh, Kat right. seemed you. confused for a second and then moved on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one,
2: one, one of the better American football films. I'm not sure. I think it was a high school Marshall, though, wasn't
1: it? Uh, was it? Or was it college? Let's oh, have a look. Um, the film is based on a true and tragic story. The Marshall University football team. Marshall University? Yeah. So it was them f- Okay, Flying fine. home from Huntington, West Virginia after an away game against East Carolina. they're plane crash killing all 75 on board. So there you go. Well, Ball, I was mentioning
3: two- East Carolina quite. Consistently, in terms of the tape I've watched, ooh,
1: ominous.
2: Mm.
3: That's God, a, a regular season opponent for them.
2: Right, I've got one super deep sleeper ooh. left. Anyone ooh. else got anyone no, left before I get to my super? Yeah.
3: I've got one more Kets? guy, Gav. But uh, go, go on, on Ketska, you go. No no, you no, go. No, 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 I want to hear who your
2: sleeper is. Okay, it, you know, I've I've done my sleep already. My sleeper oh, was yeah. Uh, yeah. Kamani Vidal. This super this is, is a super guy, secret, right, super deep guy, Dylan lauby no? I've no seen this
4: guy's name bandied about. Um NFL draft, was oh quite my high God. on this dude. Oh, he holy smokes.
2: New Hampshire 510 208. Super small guy. And basically that's the only knock. Super small. I mean, uh who's he playing here? Hang on, I've got I've got it here. He's playing the likes of uh Central Michigan is about the biggest team he's playing, like Delaware, Dartmouth, Towson, Albany, Brook. Rhode Island, Villanova, and Monmouth. That that they're the kind of teams he's playing. New Jersey guy, uh, a blue. I uh, I don't I don't know what the deal is here. Why why he's not transferred? Because he should have done. He should he should have been playing at a bigger program. Ooh, Long Island what guy. What he's been doing.
0: Wow.
2: Yeah yeah, um, absolute. I mean, he's not even a running back. He's not a wide receiver. He's a weapon. Pure speedster. Could be a like a real pass catcher. He might even be a wide receiver. I'm not, I'm not even sure he should be on this show, but I, I don't know where to put him. He played running back, wide receiver, and kick returner for New Hampshire. He led the F- FCS in all-purpose yards for two seasons. I mean, nice. this guy's a baller. Great, see- it, it got invited to the Senior Bowl, right? Okay, for, for, for a from a some small school guy, the, there were questions about is his speed legit. Uh, is his playmaking legit versus the talent that you're seeing? You know, he's playing against people that have got no shot, basically. So, you know, is he like a big a big fish in a small in small pond? Got invited to the senior bowl and and and, and showed that he could do it in practice. Okay, didn't really produce in the game, but produced in practice. And 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 there's history of these guys like Brian Westbrook uh, of the Eagles. Ran this path right from unknown to drafted to legend from the senior bowl. All started at the senior bowl. He's got speed. He's got great feet. He's shifty. He's elusive. He he runs wide receiver routes like a wide receiver, but yet yeah, he's a running back. He's got vision. He's elusive, and I tell you what, he's a Steelers fan. He, his number one fan. number one player, Le'Veon Bell. I mean, this this dude might go undrafted. Because of the level of opposition, because no one can really know what he really is, but I'm I'm getting really strong Austin Eckler vibes. You know, he this this guy. You've got to take a shot on this guy. If if he's a, goes undrafted, priority undrafted, and that's why he's a priority target for me. Very close to sleepering him, but the level of opposition is crazy. I mean, you're looking at like what looks like high school football, but. Dylan Lowby might be a guy we look back on and go, how do we miss on this guy? And it's possible. Or he could just like disappear into nothing. But just definitely
1: one to watch out for. So a couple of things. First of all, Steelers fan on Long Island. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. His parents. It comes through his okay, parents. Okay, fair power. enough. I like that. Um, got a soft spot for Long Island people, obviously, as my uh, adopted home while I was there. So I'm going to be watching closely. And I'm watching... Nice highlight tape, Gav. I'm seeing what you're saying. I'm mm. liking it. I'm enjoying it. Weapon, yeah, Absolute yeah, weapon. absolutely. I, I've got my eyes on this guy. But I will say, in terms about again, I don't know where this is all going to wind up. But he is actually ahead right now on the consensus board of Cody Schrader, Kamani Vidal, Rashina Lee. Uh, he's at one seventy two. I think it's
2: post senior bowl. I think pre pre senior bowl he was like in the two hundreds. But I think he's he's shooting up boards because of, of you know scouts. Of, some some scout some good scout has, has spotted him
1: and. And now it's yeah. it's starting to benefit. Man, not many uh, recruiters heading out there to Long Island. Well, Long Island, nice
2: team. <laughs>
4: you know what? You know what, In in going through all this. I I don't think I hated this class as much as I thought I did in the end. I yeah, think, I know what you no, mean.
2: That's what we were saying. That yeah. there's no round one guy, but actually, there's some solid backs here that can do you a job. Yeah,
4: I mean, it's it's still not ideal. I still th- I still stand by my theory that there's not going to be a guy drafted before 54. I think we will see some sort of record set, but I think there are definitely some. There's definitely some decent talent here. And yeah, there might not be world beaters, but yeah, maybe there is. Maybe there are one or two guys in here that can uh, can uh, have a decent impact in the NFL. Maybe.
1: Yeah, I, I think let, so.
3: Let me just give you one last guy, and then we'll uh, we'll round it off. And uh, yeah. again, long long term podcast listeners will love this. Amani Bailey from TCU. Oh, Who are they? who's that? <laughs> Who, Who at <are> TCU? <laughs> Five nine two hundred seven. I've gone with at value for this guy. Drew my attention because he had 87 total yards in the Senior Bowl. If you watch the first sort of minute or so of the Senior Bowl highlights, you will see what I mean about this guy.
2: The Spencer Rattler section,
3: mm, yeah. So Imani Bailey was his uh, his kind of running back duo. Some nice kind of full length catches when the ball is almost out of range. There's some nice stutter steps, nice tricky footwork. There's there's some knocks on this guy as well. I, I, I dived into the tape. Rattler aside, I dived into the <laughs> tape. Um, there was a big fumble versus Baylor in the red zone at a key spot. That's You know, you hate
2: to see that. Is that the one where his helmet came off?
3: I think it might have been, there's yeah.
2: A of, yeah, a big play where his helmet came off. Yeah. Happen.
3: He sometimes seems a little bit lazy finding space in the zone for his quarterback. Maybe that's just something I'm kind of expecting to see from a number of these guys. You know, if you're not blocking somebody, get out on a route, get out in the zone and and, and find some space for your quarterback to find you if the first kind of couple of reads don't work out. But there was some nice cut and speed when he has enough of a gap. Doesn't necessarily look like a player who would consistently get yards after catch and he's a bit of a Push over and pass protection but did score a nice uh, a nice touchdown on tape there was a play with a big cut and then good long speed score a touchdown some good wiggle some lightning quick changes of direction spins jinx through the line i, th- I think overall imani bailey whether well, he's enough to draft or not seventh round maybe maybe here or there but definitely worth a look as a udfa he had um 366 attempts of rushing in his collegiate career, 2,161 yards at 5.9 on average, 18 rushing touchdowns. So there's something there. I think his senior bowl will tape will kind of rise him up draft boards. But uh, yeah, I think okay overall. I'd say at value, but the value is very kind of deep down in the depths of day three.
2: What do you think, Gav? I wasn't sure about this guy. I, I saw a lot of uh, not... not driving past the line of scrimmage and not a lot of play creation, but I, I maybe I didn't watch as much as you. I kind of, w- when we're getting down to this point, I'm I'm putting on highlights and going, is this a guy I really want to dive into? And I was like, oh, I don't want to dive into this guy. Yeah. So maybe you've watched a bit more than me.
3: And, and I don't think I watched too much, but I was just highlighting as a guy to to maybe consider, just because his senior ball tape was so
2: good. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely in this range of like being considerable
1: he, he's uh 193 on the big board post senior ball and i must say you know i'm just i've just got the highlights on here I've been watching it for a few minutes um if i'd have shoved this on I, i'd have been tempted to watch it I'm, I'm enjoying what i'm seeing nice leg drive good power line of scrimmage good burst hmm I, I, what's his size did you say cats because he looks pretty big to me
3: Five nine two oh seven. I've got him as wow. So well, I think he he, probably he has plays a above his size.
1: Yeah, he has like a imposing presence. He, he looks powerful. I don't know. If, you know how sometimes guys look like you look at the size and you go, "Man, I don't know." He, he looks bigger than that. Maybe it's just his frame or his his width. His but,
4: uh, his percentile graph thing looks um, ridiculous. It looks like a fork. It's it's ridiculous. So he's got uh, yeah second percentile height, fourth percentile wingspan. Um, but then he's, but then he's got ninety second percentile forty yard, forty yard dash. So yeah, he's got the weird point going up. So uh, yeah, it looks it looks very odd. I got my, I, I
2: I heard a shat.
1: Yeah, was that Greg or was that a different cat?
4: No, so it wasn't that, Greg.
1: Oh, that that I'm might have been. I'm annoyed
2: because Greg
3: and George have both been around me the whole show, and I'm expecting <laughs> one of them at some point to
2: make you noise. Know, <laughs> You
1: know, no, it was it's a very kind of audible. Yeah, I like. Yeah, that—that was
2: definitely. A, I, that was a, I want food.
4: Yeah, <laughs> uh, that—that—that's butters wanting to come in here and be a prick. So, um yeah. oh, let, him in, let him in. Let him in. We no, he... want
2: cats on the podcast. Oh, um, he, we... we can't have too many pricks on this podcast. No, he's uh, he's the worst. Part. I love him,
4: but he's the worst.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's a Marty Bailey, and it sounds like that's the last guy. On our list here and I have got my eyes on him I quite like what I saw that I think that's this is true man I, as you say I think I was a little bit put off by basically the first four guys that I watched I was like god this is the best this class has to offer and then yeah. since then I've kind of been into a lot of these late around guys and, and and at least offering something or you know some do you know football. what I
2: think outside of the quarterbacks this might be the draft class the NFL actually needs it's like a platoon of running backs that can come in and a shitload of first-round tackles. Yes, isn't isn't that exactly what we need? Yeah. Not like a load of skill receivers and stuff. It's like okay, no, we need to actually get back to the ground game, and we need like, a, you know, a selection of dudes that can do it and do different things, and and also good, good alignment. I think I think you know things have a way of correcting themselves, and this might be the corrective draft. Yeah.
1: I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Because I've thought that for a while. I mean, it just feels like everything is trending a certain direction, and o- while other areas just seem to get worse. And
2: Having said that, we've got two receivers that will probably take the top
3: five. Say, I look forward to, to, to wide receivers next week when we probably rave oh, a load of superlatives the, over the these seven hour guys.
4: show that we'll have next week. I, yeah. I don't if think it's next week. I oh, is
2: it not? Uh, I think it's Titans. In due course.
1: Can, oh, um. In two in two can points. I finalise the running back by just talking about Steel City's thoughts? I thought he was better suited at the end this week because he oh yes, was yeah. a bit more uh, depth-wise. Uh, he said, so there's no wide one- right receiver... Oh my god, let me start that again. There's no round one running back this year, and to be honest, I don't think there's a round two running back either. There However, know. there's a few that could creep into round two. He mentions Blake Corum, Trey Benson, Jonathan Brooks. All I could uh, get... All could-, All could be got there, but with the devaluing of the running back role, I can see them going in round three. I think this year is one of the best years to get value in the later rounds. That's kind of what we said, yeah. Uh, Audrick Estime, Braylon Allen, Will Shipley and Ray Davis are names that he points out as guys he likes there. All a good value around round four. And then you have round five, six and seven talent that he likes. Dylan Law gets a shout out. Uh, Dylan Johnson, Jawah Jordan, Cody Schrader, uh, Myron Williams, Frank Gore Jr., Michael Wiley and Isaiah Davis are names he likes in the later rounds um he says because he's old school his red star would be braylon allen cats yes sir love it the man is built like a tank good games to watch against buffalo Purdue, and minnesota from 2023 and to be fair his previous year's tape were even better he is pure power uh, and then lastly for sleepers i would pick two my myan williams watching his 2022 tape he was awesome 2023 not so much but if he can look as good as he did in 2022 it'd be a steal in the later rounds. so that's Mayan williams And his other would be Michael Wiley. Again, had a better 22 than 23, but as a pass-catching back, he has been awesome for Arizona and could be a nice addition to the two we have. As it stands, he could be round seven or UDFA. So uh, Mayan Williams and Michael Wiley are his sleepers.
4: Yeah, Mayan Williams, Ohio State, Uh, if you want Mm. to look for him.
1: So I'm just just going to recap what we've done here.
2: So Red Stars, Mark and Gavin have taken uh, Marquise, Buckier. Hell yeah has taken Audric Estime, and Ketz has taken Braylon Allen. Sleepers, Sai, Marshall and Lloyd. Uh, I took Kamani Vidal. Mark took Jalen Wright, and Ketz took
1: Ray Davis. So is that all different? Oh, no, we had one shared red star, right? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. me and Mark both took Bucky. A yeah. lot, lot of guys with a lot of space to spread out at the bottom floor of our, our, our stables here. Maybe some bunk beds. Hmm fitted you know in and amongst but, the
3: straw on yeah. the, the bottom of the barn well they've got to work their <laughs> way up com- some competition
2: yeah.
1: Competition. alright uh, Gab did you say you wish to end this segment somehow I, I seem to remember you saying to me at some point
3: of course I... you'd fucking take it <laughs> as it grooves your body moves your body starts to get the feeling and what you're feeling is happiness let your body control of your mind.
1: We just